Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Sit, boo-boo, sit, boo-boo, sit. Girl, I don't. Some bad hat Hello and welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast that dares to binge watch, deep dive and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordis. Sorry, I was drinking wine, but I'm also Damask Leary. And today we'll be discussing The Good Place Season 4 and to do that we are joined by none other than Sean Kirkpatrick himself. Mm. Shawnee, thank you very much for coming back on the podcast. Woo! Hello. It's great to be here. Have you, you've only been on for Good Place episodes, haven't you? Only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is your fourth time. That's Appreciate it. that. It's amazing it. to go through this entire journey with you. It's nice. It's I been, like it. It's been nice. I like, I like that we get to touch in every year. It's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun. What's news with you? Anything exciting going on that we should let our listeners know about? Ooh, I have sort of recently started a new little mini webcomic series <gasps> I'm doing at the moment. It's called Baddies. Uh, it's about two baddies who are on like chest watching duty. They're just like the casual, you know, like sort of like NPCs that you run into. Totally. Uh, But it's just about them being like really nice friends. So I love that. Uh, Where can people find that? (laughs) So people can find that on my Instagram um, Mm -hmm. and also on Webtoon as well, which if you jump on Webtoon on the app or the webtoon.com, if you just search for baddies, eventually it'll pop up somewhere. Do you go by Shawnee Boy Draws on there as well? Yes. Cool. And it's at Shawnee Boy Draws on Instagram and on Twitter. Cool. So you can find that stuff there. I'll link to that in the show notes for sure. Anything news with you, Damask? No, Broderick, no. No, well, my girlfriend Angela just arrived back from a holiday in Perth. And we've rudely interrupted yes, the recorder podcast. A, about 15 minutes before you guys rocked up. So she's sitting in the spare bedroom right now while I'm in the lounge room here with you. So I hear weeping. So, <laughs> you're weeping. Yeah, you can faintly hear her crying on the track, but that's all right. We'll try to get rid of that in post. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get to our spoiler-free review of The Good Place Season 4. Let me clue you in. Season in review. The Good Place returns for its fourth and final season with the Soul Squad slash Brainy Bunch slash Cockroaches conducting the ultimate experiment that could decide not just their own fates, but the fate of the entire universe. Joining the core cast for this final go-around are Brandon Scott Jones, Ben Klondike, and a bunch of returning faces and notable cameos that are massive spoilers. Behind the camera, Drew Goddard, who directed the pilot and helped to establish the look and feel of the show, returned to direct the opening two episodes for this season, with Kristen Bell also sitting in the director's chair for episode eight. This season consists of 13 episodes, though the final is technically considered to be two episodes from a production standpoint, and each episode coming in at around 22 minutes, with the exception of a 54-minute finale and took us approximately five hours and 20 minutes to watch. Creator Mike Schur announced in June of 2019 that the fourth season would be its last, stating in a tweet that at times over the past 
last few years, we've been tempted to go beyond four seasons, but mostly because making this show is a rare, creatively fulfilling joy. And at the end of the day, we don't want to be treading water just because the water is so damn pleasant. So before we get to our reviews, guys, could you just remind the listeners what you thought of the first three seasons of The Good Place, how you feel about The Good Place in general leading up to season four? Start with Shawnee. Yeah, I really vibed this show when it first came out. It was a really fresh concept. I was in love with the humor, the characters, the the general philosophy behind the show that was like positivity is king. That's mm-hmm. what we're all like striving towards. It was just like a rare thing that you don't find a lot of sitcoms these days. Sure. As it went along, there were definitely moments that uh, felt a bit like I felt the pacing suffered mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. the sort of seasons went on but like overall like I couldn't fault the fact that the like the general like concept of the show stayed pretty steady cool mm-hmm. Damask yeah I was very excited with season one I think you know sure stuff has always you know got me right in the feels mm-hmm. which is what mm-hmm. I enjoy about long form narratives is like that build of character and totally. so an introduction of a new show of his I was so excited about and I love this kind of just like even the almost basic concept at the beginning and mm-hmm. then where they took season 1 I was like oh this is kind of by the people that I really respect as creators and they're trying something new and I'm very excited about that Mm. whole thing and season two like that it continued along for me I was like Mm -hmm. okay I'm totally down for this season three I think um I had a couple concerns coming out at that Mm -hmm. point about maybe the high concept maybe overshadowing what I love about television which is character work um yeah but generally like really positive feelings and always a sense of like where can this go and you know quite a lot of trust in the creators and most of the times they did pretty well. Not always, but yeah, general positive vibes about the show. What about you, Brad? I think between the three of us, I was the least positive overall. Mm. That's not to say I didn't like the show, but I think I had issues with it at times. I didn't find it all that funny all the time, mm. um, but I always liked the concept. It certainly had some really high highs, mm-hmm. um, always a lot of potential there. I agree with you about season three was a real step backwards into a territory where I was very worried about what the show would do. Mm. And um, we said at the time, we kind of hoped that there was, we'd always heard this plan for four seasons, but there was no guarantees of that Mm. and hoped that that was going to be the case. And then in June of last year, when Mike Sher announced that it was going to be the fourth and final season, I breathed a sigh of relief, Mm -hmm. not because I, I don't want the show to be around, but more because I think endings are important and this show needed to uh, head towards one sooner than later. So generally positive. Season three, the weakest. Season two, I think, was my favorite. There were some real high highs in there that I liked. Um, yeah. But I'm looking forward to talking about season four. Sean, do you want to give your just general spoiler-free thoughts on season four of The Good Place? Just throw me under the trolley can, when we, you know that I'm the least prepared. We can put you at the end. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. That's no, fine. Do you want me to go Look, first? I'm, uh, I'm no, happy to go No, first. that's fine. Like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm going right. to go into it. Like, uh, the, I've... Uh, so I watched the finale uh, last night. So mm. I'm like right. super fresh on that. Cool. But because... You and me both, my friend. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's been... Because this has been 13 episodes over four months, mm. which seems... Cre- when I was looking back through synopsises and like reading episode bios, I was like, oh, wow, that feels like it was in season two. It was mm. that long ago. So this season as a whole, uh, it hasn't felt as solidly from start to finish, right, this is what we're doing. Like what the first season was where I can say like, okay, 
this was a specific thing that was happening. It had a beginning, middle and end. This feels more like a whole lot of beginning, a little stumbly middle and then an end, which I think was actually really well done. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the scope of the whole show, I think this last season ended in a way that I was really satisfied with, even if the journey to get there was a little bit more shaky than I might have liked. Damask. Mm. You know, Brad, I'm going to let you go next. Okay. Okay. Because my <laughs> straight away, I'm like, I completely disagree. <laughs> Good. <laughs> With what you just said. We stated last season that we felt like the show was spinning its wheels and we hoped that it would head towards the finale sooner than later. Lucky for us, it did just that. And this season and the show in general, general was better for it. Season four is on a mission. This is where I disagree with you. It's mm, on a mission. Fight. It knows where it's going and it knows how it's going to get there. Nearly every, every episode has a sense of forward momentum and we understand at every moment what the stakes are. And it's hard to talk about any of this without giving away spoilers. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying about the first half of the season, like, yeah, totally disagree with. This it is felt like yeah. there was a mission in place. We were on that mission. There is a little bit in there that I think is kind of I'll, needless. I'll definitely say that there was. it was a lot more focused than, say, season yeah. three was. And Well, season three, we talked about, like, it felt like there was all these, like, um, false starts. Like, oh, that was the setup mm. we needed. Now we can finally get to our mission. That yeah. was the setup. We and this was like, well, I think like- I know what we're doing. Season three is interesting to me because I think now that we've got the complete set now, usually season two is this weird sophomore thing where you're mm-hmm, setting yeah. up. Whereas I think season three for this show had that weird sophomore setting up Same season. For this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, when you get to the end of this season as well, there are parts of season three that now make a uh, – contextually you go, okay, I understand the reason for yeah. that. It This was – is going to be used in this way, but at the time it didn't feel that way. It felt purposeless at the yeah. time and has now been given more purpose, mm-hmm. but I'm off track. Like previous seasons, the story is propelled by big ideas, especially for a 22-minute sitcom, and the big, big ideas are only bigger this go-around. It's a testament to the show that somehow this all remains coherent, thoughtful narrative and never devolves into an impenetrable existential mess. If anything, mm-hmm. it ends up being one of the most succinct and beautiful theses on... Well, the meaning of life that I've ever seen in pop media. Mm. The reason this works is attention to detail. Comedy can be used as an excuse to hand wave away story problems. But as goofy as The Good Place can be, it's also diligent with its detail and its wor- of its world and its narrative. Unfortunately, and this has been a problem for the show for a while now, um, this is where the sitcom structure has its limitations and mm. doesn't allow room for all these big ideas and narrative hooks and for the comedy. This has been true for the show for a while and... Uh, and the com part of sitcom remains a bit of a mixed bag. Though, I will say, surprisingly, mm. I found some of the weaker comedy elements of last season to be stronger this mm. season. We will get to Looking in spoilers. Looking forward to discussing that. Yes. Yeah. The Good Place can also struggle to find enough time for its character work. This is true again in season four, but it does the right thing by finding t- time for and focusing on character as it enters the home stretch. And this is so important. As we've discussed before, Endings have big, uh, give stories definition. Mm-hmm. In fact, this show not only exemplifies that notion, it embodies it. Yes. And by sticking mm. the landing, retro- it retroactively strengthens everything that came before it. Yeah. I don't want to talk too much about my feelings of the show overall until we get to spoilers. Mm-hmm. But for now, I will say this. While I didn't always love or occasionally even like The Good Place, uh, it's hard not to at the very least admire this show for its creativity, mm. its courage, its uniqueness, its intelligence, and most of all, it's heart. That was beautiful. Thank you. Well done. Damask. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think 
similar thoughts, but also differing thoughts. There's cool. a, a mixed bag there, which is nice. All right. So I think this show will be a really, really fun one to revisit. Watching the four stages the characters go through and knowing where it ends. I truly do believe that this show sticks to landing and makes the whole journey worthwhile. It's a pretty great show. But I've got to acknowledge that my sure expectation skewed it a little bit, you know, throughout the journey. Coming into this show, I expected to walk away feeling just as attached to some of the characters as I did to those in The Office or Parks and Rec. But it it never got there for me because the focus was on something much bigger. And Mm. that is totally fine. This creative team was doing something totally new. And I think they nailed what they wanted. I like that this show is about how very flawed beings, plus Janet, because she's not flawed, (laughs) can work together in all their murkiness to figure out ways to make existence a little better, both for themselves and everyone else. Wanting things to be fairer is a noble cause, one that doesn't demand perfection but requires compassion, a willingness to learn and an understanding that connection is key. So it's still, you know, it does make me sad that a show that could have been great was made, I think, good by the insistence Mm. that romantic love was the most important factor Mm -hmm. um, or important motivator a lot of the time. And that because a show has decided on an end game couple, they will commit to it despite there being, you know, little to no chemistry between the leads. It is a shame to me and I stand by that opinion. It's how I feel and I really can't change it. That's just kind of how I see it. This show is all about the big questions, however, and I think our characters sometimes really suffered because of it. There's still plenty to enjoy about them, but this show is a philosophical exercise. Big ideas are fine, but they don't matter to me as a person if it doesn't affect me emotionally. The performances were great, and if the writing didn't get me there all the time, um, oftentimes their performances did. They were absolutely brilliant. Season four is so fresh in my mind right now, it's hard to think of succinct or emotionally resonant thoughts about it. Um, But I have an inkling that this is a show that I'm going to enjoy and eventually fall in love with the more that I watch it. There's so much here, so much light and fun and deep philosophical and emotional avenues that we can explore. This show will be remembered and I think it should be. Well done, cockroaches. Very nice. You Uh, two are good at this. Very scattered. (laughs) It's like you do it every week or something. Yeah. Uh, I 100% agree with you about it being a great rewatch. I'm mm. looking forward to watching yeah. it again. And yeah. one of the things I think has been a weakness for the show, and you sort of said this is already, is that like it didn't get there for you like other sure shows. Mm. But one, we need to remember this is only 50 episodes, yes, basically. We do. Whereas mm-hmm. Mike's sure shows that you talked about, Parks and Rec, The Office, went mm. on for seven mm-hmm. plus seasons. Often those seasons were 22 episodes in length. Mm. Like we've. Imagine we've only watched the first two seasons of The Office or or maybe the first two and a half seasons of Parks and Rec and that's where the show ends. Would your connection be a strong... Not, I'm not saying that this did everything it could to make you connect those characters mm. in those 22 episodes, in those mm-hmm. 50 episodes, mm. but would your connection be as strong to the characters of The Office if there was only that many episodes? No. No, it wouldn't be. And so it's going to make this show easier to digest and rewatch and mm. re-examine and discuss and all the big ideas are probably mm. um, made better by having an ending sooner than those shows. Mm-hmm. But you're 100% right. Mm. And it's it's funny bringing those expectations. They're not unreasonable. But mm. I wonder on a rewatch, knowing what this show is, 
how you're going to see it next time. Yeah, around. I think it's, yeah. it's you're coming from such a different place when you know how something ends and you totally. really understand the purpose of it yeah. and what yeah. it's doing. And so you then apply all of that to the things that are happening along the way. Definitely. Yeah. And so I think, and that is, I think that's kind of fine to create a show that is fun on the way through. Yeah. But really has so much more meaning in it mm. when it is a complete story because you as the writer know what it's going to be. And it looks to me like they did. Yeah. It wasn't always hits, but that's fine. But they knew what it was going to be, um, at least in its essence. Mm-hmm. And I think they fucking pulled it off. And that's pretty amazing considering the type of sitcom, shows mm. like sitcom mm-hmm. that it was. Yeah. yeah 100% agree. completely agree. Out of five stars, how would you rate this season? Mm. Let's go in reverse order. Damask. Mm. Oh, okay. So, season one, I was so excited about and loved the idea of where we were going. So, I gave it a four. Season two, I thought they kind of followed through with what they were doing. It was another four. Mm-hmm. Season three, got a three because it was less than. Yep. Um, I'm going with season four is a four. Sure. I think it's totally like... Yeah, it sticks to landing of what I loved in season one and two. Great. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty fucking great. Like, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. wasn't perfect for me, but as a TV show, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I said it was reverse order. I'm gonna I'm lied. Sean, you're next. <laughs> you asshole. Yeah. All right. Well, what are you giving? always gonna give it a five. So, is that uh, what he's doing? <laughs> everyone's hanging off the edge of their seats <laughs> to see because I've given each season a four <laughs> across the board here. Oh my gosh, drum roll. And I'd, I hate to uh, surprise you all, but mm. it's a four. Oh my God. The, and the, the reason being is that the it's, it's interesting, this show, because even though I have such different sort of thoughts about each season, it has felt like such a consistent voice the entire way through. Whereas mm-hmm. sure. in a lot of shows, and particularly even Mike Scher shows when he sort of dips in and out mm. it can occasionally feel like oh well this season sort of like it feels like someone else is running it the humor's different the mm-hmm. characters aren't exactly what they are yeah this in hindsight from start to finish feels like uh it, it was made by the same group of people the, com- mm-hmm. the comedy is just as sharp the concepts are just like still bang on the money. Yeah, it's it a whole but, story isn't it's it? a whole yeah. story and the fact that it is a four season contained thing i think is such a beautiful thing uh, that being said, there are still. I was saying to Broad, I feel like like an overbearing dad about this series. I'm like, <laughs> I can see your potential. Like, why won't you just do this thing that I want These you to are do? These my dreams, Dad. These yeah, are my dreams. I know. Stop it. And then, yeah. then I like am the begrudging father at the end of the, mm. the rom com because I see like, oh no, you were going for something. Mm. I just didn't see what you're yeah. thinking. I thought <laughs> you wanted to play football, but you are a writer. That's yeah. right. Love it. That's Love right. It. So. Yeah, but there were still moments where I thought like it had the potential to just push it that little bit further that would have given it a five, but they didn't get to mm-hmm. that point. And sure. maybe that's just my personal taste. Oh, but that's, well, that's, that's the whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so I gave season one a 3.5, season two a four. That was my favorite up until now. Season mm-hmm. three a three. I'm giving the final season a 4.5. Mm. I was teetering on four and 4.5, but I really do think this is my favorite season by a fair margin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... From the beginning of this season, the focus of the season really helped me. I think it's definitely got its problems here and there. But like last season, season three, I remember thinking there were bad episodes. I didn't mm. think there were bad episodes this season. And I only felt That's like... That's an interesting point that I hadn't thought of. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think there were bad mm. episodes. Like I, 
there are episodes that I like less or aren't as interesting as some of the stuff, especially towards the ending. I think the ending it does such a good job of ramping up into something really amazing. Mm. Yeah. Um, but like overall, and I've watched this through twice now. I watched it originally through week by week. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't have the problem that you had, by the way. I thought week by week I was fine with it. I was looking forward to every episode. Well, I, w- I dip I, in and enjoy I it. I wish it was week by week, but there were months going there by was without the, episode yeah. and that big like, six week break or whatever yeah. it was when I looked back and saw that the first episode was in September I was like I can't even remember what I was doing with my life then no. <laughs> yeah no I had huge memory gaps which was an issue yeah. the first time I watched it yeah. and I have rewatched it all through except I haven't watched the finale more than once I only watched it one time but mm. uh, left thinking about that finale because I watched that Friday night and it's mm-hmm. sa- Sunday late afternoon night now and I've been thinking about that finale all the fucking time. Yeah. Oh, I look like, forward to discussing. Yeah. Can't just, it's resonance with you. Yeah, it just yeah. keeps sticking with me. There's just a lot there. So my fi- favourite season by a mile, not a five, not not, not masterful, but mm. very, very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely my favourite of the show. Cool. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Before we dive into spoilers, we'd like to remind everyone that if you enjoy what we do here, we would really, really appreciate you sharing this podcast with others who you think might also enjoy listening. We also appreciate your positive reviews on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, whatever podcast platform you prefer. But right now, let's talk spoilers. You're now entering the Spoiler Zone. Spoiler warning. 
From here on, we'll be discussing everything that happens in season one to four of The Good Place. Before listening any further, we recommend watching the complete series of The Good Place. If you've not yet done so, proceed with caution. There are spoilers ahead. You You have been warned. Deep dive. It's cool to know other people think about this stuff too. In true The Good Place style, Mm -hmm. I think, it's quite hilarious that at the end of our journey that us three have been on together, huge twist that you ended up loving it more than we did. I know. I <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I, was, I love that is so it, much. Is it because like we were so invested right off the bat yeah. that we And we felt had like, all these expectations. Exactly. Like, I know Brian yeah. obviously loved Parks and Rec, but we also like huge like The Office fans and mm. all that stuff and putting all of That's that right. onto this show. Yeah. And bro was much more skeptical about it. And here we are. So here we, we were, are. we were all maybe too we were both maybe too emotionally mm. attached to it yeah whereas what was needed here was not necessarily yeah. emotion our penises got flattened and his got inflated and <laughs> can, we, goes. can we yeah. talk about the fact that the flattened penis gag pulled off a total sideshow bob rake joke where they would started joking about it so much that mm. i was like okay yeah okay i get it i get it but they did it so much that it came all the way back around. I'm to like, the point okay, where they're talking about yep. flattening the penises of their heart. Yes. And like, yes. Oh, I get it now. Be happy with their perfectly cylindrical penises. <laughs> well, in another shocking The Good Place holy forking shirtballs twist. Mm. Is it just me? Oh, God. Or is Jason funny now? I a little bit laughed That's... multiple times at Jason and I was in shock. Liam too. We were like, why are we? Why is Jason all of a sudden actually funny at times? So yeah. the first time through, week to week, I wasn't really vibing. I was same level, so I wasn't super vibing with Jason. Sure. Oh, once again, which happened also in season three on the rewatch. Yep. Jason is funnier. J- Jason, because I, I think, think because I'm always like have the question in my mind, where are we going? What's going on? And I'm thinking about the plot or I'm thinking about the characters that I yeah. care about. And so Jason's constant getting in the way of that in those moments is annoying to me. Sure, sure. But if I know where we're going and I can sit back and relax, I'm yeah. able to be like, oh, okay, bring me your funny. Because sure. he's all yeah. he is is a constant roadblock to momentum to make a joke <laughs> that it often if it's not funny is just frustrating because yeah. it's like dude we're, we're trying to get somewhere we're like it's you're dumb mm. we get it okay yeah. <laughs> but the 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 main thing i realized that the problem i have with jason is that they can't seem to figure out what level of dumb he is mm-hmm. sometimes he's just like won't like fully understand a sentence mm. sometimes he's so dumb it's like how do you even function function as yeah. a human being mm-hmm. and sometimes he just seems misunderstood like the quote he has to cheaty where cheaty goes like well that was actually pretty poignant and he's mm-hmm. like i read books dude like yeah. yeah he pointed out montagues and capulets yes and like yeah. and i was waiting for that to become a joke he was going to have some weird jacksonville version of what montagues mm. and capulets was yeah and there wasn't a joke there mm-hmm. yeah and i was like holy shit Maybe you've learned something, show. You've learned that he doesn't mm. always need to be dumbass yeah. joke machine all the time. And in general, I think he was written better this season where, yes, he would be a roadblock sometimes. And in some ways, the show was making comment of that because they all knew how had these like ways to handle Jason. Mm. Like when Michael says at one stage, Jason, Jason, Jason. I know that was just a, uh, a cheat code I put into the 
<laughs> to get rid of my headaches. Yeah. And like they and like or when Eleanor throws him a cheat, it's like, oh caramel or whatever. It's like they've got yeah. ways to deal yeah. with him now. But they also gave him moments of actual real wisdom as well, like that moment with Cheaty. Yeah. Or like when he's talking about a Hail Mary, or like when he's talking about preemptive pre Emptive defense, whatever it is, yeah, and all those sorts of things. They found a way to like use him in a way that was also mm. not. It wasn't just getting in the way of the narrative. It was somewhat constructive sometimes. Yes, yeah. I could see like, see, I I saw Jason as kind of a tool that they could use. Mm-hmm. So if they don't have anything for him to do, yeah. he's just going to be interrupting the conversation yeah. with dumb comments. If they need some sort of realisation, they will just put it in Jason's dumb filter and just have him say it. It didn't feel to me as though Jason has grown into a person that is able to contribute in any kind of way other than it's just being blown out of his mouth no. through a writer's yeah. voice. No, it was more yeah. that it was more that I just thought the writers were better at writing him and using him f- in that context. Yeah, yeah. They if did, that had been happening did... since like season two, would have been yeah. a different yes. story. But at that, like, I yeah, I enjoyed it more because it was easier to watch. It helped the story, which was cool. But yeah. I, I have a theory as well. This season, they brought on a new writer in Matt Murray, who was a previous writer on Parks and Rec. Mm. And my theory is that maybe he's got some experience with writing Andy on that and they've yeah. used some of that yeah, Andy sort of his dumb, how they do dumb through him yeah. into this character. He also wrote for Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Community, I should add. Mm. Matt Murray is quite a good writer. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, full of dumb characters. Yeah, Right. And so yeah. he found a way of, yeah, I wonder whether he just was better at translating that into comedy. And I brought bring up some lines and you tell me if you think these are funny or not. Uh, when he's asked... You know how he did such a good job annoying Chidi. It's like super easy. All I had to do was be myself, and he's constantly freaked out. Uh, when they ask what goes with pig urine, coconut rum. I did like that one. That was just that way <laughs> it was it came so off. quick. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. That's how. Only got- Tahani looked at him. And was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I got my nickname, the Defendant. Uh, did you really just write it down or did you just do a scribble scrabble? Oh, when he's talking with Michael. With Michael about and that, Michael's that like, funny. sure. It's like, oh, because it's a massive bummer. It's yeah. like, I don't think it's going to be enough because you just write it down. Yeah. You just this, really is, write down? this is when. That's like, I enjoy Jason when he seems like a young child as opposed to yeah. someone who c- it's impossible for them to exist totally. and yeah. dress themselves. I yeah. know you're sad. I can tell because you have the same look my teachers had anytime I raise my hand in class. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> like, made me sad. Yeah, that's much better. Like, don't. But it's. What you're saying, it's more that childish, mm. yeah, sort of, yeah. or just a unique perspective. Yeah. It's not, I'm so dumb, I shouldn't be able to breathe. But it also, it also, <laughs> well, it works when it's in, when he's bouncing off something and adding to the conversation. If it's something dumb, a lot of his humor a lot of the time is blatantly interrupting just to say something dumb, just to fill. Avoid where a joke needs to yeah. be made. One of the worst ones, I think, was when they said, "There's only one guy who can do this. He's the smartest guy in the universe. He's the only guy who can come up with one of the this new good place formula in the time we have." Mm. And it's like they're centering on Cheedy, and then then Jason goes walks and goes, "Okay, I guess I'll do it." It's like that is. It shit. doesn't even make sense Get to his character, yeah, because mm. he yeah. doesn't think he's no. smart. He's very often commented that he knows what he is. That's a mm. misuse of Jason, right? Yeah, there. yeah, and sometimes I think they. Fall on that with Tahani as well, which is a character that I was really looking forward to exploring more depths with. Yep. Like, and her thing is like, if they don't have anything for her to do, if it's not a her, like a specific Tahani character focused episode, it's like they forget who she 
was, has become, yeah. could be. And so it's just like, here's a funny reference. Here's a funny reference. He's like, you know, I know all these people. I'm rich and privileged, blah, blah, blah. Here's a funny way to yeah. talk, like, or show that. Name drop, name drop. But like, yeah, and yes, like one-liners are great, but if you're asking me to have a deeper, yeah. you know, emotional connection with these people, like this show is talking about some pretty deep stuff. So yeah, those character kind of moments that are just totally dropped because it's easier just to put in a couple of punchlines yeah there. and i think it's this, a shame. again i just think yeah. it's a f- not having room it's like if yeah. this were parks and rec you had 22 episodes you'd have yeah, a you tom episode and also yeah you can't where- have high concept and like beautiful nuanced character moments in like a sitcom like short form like 20 minutes they try with Tahani this season they give her that one episode when Michael and Jason are off in the bad place trying to get Janet back Mm. and Eleanor and Tahani are left behind and they're trying to just handle the situation Derek's you know, struggling to keep all the um, Janet babies functioning well. Mm. And Tahani keeps trying to make the situation better, but mm. only seems to make it worse. It's like a proving point of how good Eleanor is at dealing with this stuff. She's really, really good at making this work and thinking on her feet. And Tahani has none of it. And they talk mm. about how that's because Eleanor had to sort of work her way. She had nothing. She her parents scrappy. sucked. Mm. She had to learn to think on her feet. Tahani's always had privilege. She doesn't have those skills. She didn't have to learn them. Mm. However... Tani, Tani would be great in a situation if I had to have, ever had to throw a massive party. Tahani is resentful that that's all she's good for. That's a fair point for Tahani. Yeah. And it comes back again in the finale, which is great. But that's the one time. And the rest of the time, it's everything you're saying. Yeah. And she gets, like, it's obvious that the focus of this show is Eleanor, who mm-hmm. gets lots to do. Yep. Michael, who gets lots to do. Mm. Chidi, who even though he has forgotten a lot of what's come before him, still gets a whole episode dedicated yeah. to him that's re- that's fully focused it's not trying to deal with like also what's happening at the bad place at the same time it is a cheaty centric episode mm-hmm. and he gets a lot to do there and janet just by nature i think of darcy carden being so good Amazing. also feels like she's grown a lot they don't mm-hmm. even give her that good yeah. ending i would argue her ending is kind of whatever compared to the others and that is fine mm-hmm. for what that character is yeah. but tahani and jason jason most mostly because i don't think it's possible and yeah. tahani <laughs> yeah just ends up short shrifted. They There's no way forgot about her. Well, they they, they do. just didn't have room. Well, well I think like because they have so focused once again on this, Chidi and Eleanor are the most important people. Yeah. Just because because they're romantically connected. I'm like, and so often they mention the fact that Eleanor and Tahani are best friends and how special that is for both of them. Yeah. I don't see it. I yep. don't feel it. Yep. I wish for it. <laughs> I wish that like. I even the writers thought that was Tahani was important to Eleanor because yeah. they obviously know that Eleanor is important to them. I don't feel that for Tahani, which I think is a huge shame. And I wish in that episode that mm. there was more of that. It feels like there was a bit of a misdirect with Eleanor and Tahani almost seem like at loggerheads rather than best friends who yeah. are trying to help each other. There's like a line that I thought was very funny. I I'll think- be honest, it looks like no female friendship I've ever fucking seen in my entire fucking life. <laughs> sure. Yeah. There's a bit where Tahani says something is like, why would I serve finger sandwiches at a lake house? What am I, Welsh? And <laughs> I don't know. Are you? And it's like, I, I, it's like, are you? I don't yeah. know. No, right? And the delivery, it, delivery is amazing from Kristen Bell. It's, She's actually That line dynamite. is so funny. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking hilarious. She's actually, di- that episode particularly stands out as like a dynamite Kristen Bell episode. Yeah. There's a bit where she's so clever. trying to riff on what, is going to keep Chidi in the room. It's just like, mm. there's a puzzle for you and you can see it yeah. happen in her eyes, her mm-hmm. improving this and she's just so good at it. But then, yeah, they have this discussion at the end and it 
doesn't feel like best friends. Like it's going to be okay. It's like, duh, this is just the way it is, and you got to deal with it. Mm. I was like. Where's the best friend stuff here? I'm missing yeah. the best friend f- it's, connection. It's interesting that a show by Mike Schur, it feels like the emotional progression of the characters just does occasionally fall flat. Yeah. Like I think mm. I would say that maybe Eleanor Michael and Janet are sort of the only people who get a consistent arc from beginning to end and I can track their progression and I can believe it. I think Cheaties is there. Well, the problem I have with Cheaties is that he got memory wiped. He got memory wiped. <laughs> that was the only one. I, though, the I only love one. all season. I love Thank what God. what Cheaty becomes after that moment. I'm like, okay, we got there. It felt very cheap to me that up until that point he was just Cheaty, and then they did a memory cram in his head mm-hmm. and went, "Here's all the character development. We're gonna. It's essentially off screen, but now he's fixed. He literally comes on the screen and says, "Hi, I'm confident now," and then that's it. Because even the which season was it with the um the burrito episode where they all had to do their individual test to see how like far oh, they season two. End of season two. Yeah. It it did annoy me then how Cheaties was that he just had to decide on a hat to wear mm-hmm. and it was still crippling for him to decide because it showed literally zero progression in mm-hmm. his character. And I still felt that going into season three. Mm-hmm. And at the start of season four, I was like, when is Cheaty finally going to have something? Mm-hmm. And when it came to the point and it was from a magic memory hack... Yeah. It did feel a little underneath it to me. Yeah, I think like because Cheaty apparently is so crippled by choice, obviously Eleanor, who is free to do anything and whatever she feels like in a moment, to see Cheaty I think it would have been really powerful as an audience as and also to believe that Eleanor was seeing these things and feeling things. If Cheaty you, you know, you saw those moments of like having to make a dis- like make a decision, yeah. having to grapple with it, and like I, you know, I quite enjoyed. It. Yes, it is a cheat, but I really enjoyed Cheaty's episode. And the we answer see his is past. one of the best episodes of the entire series. I would and yeah. I would say I, I fucking love loved that. Episode. Like I, 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 I was really, like yeah. that. Okay, like you've ta- you've finally taken me there. Yeah, and I that's what I've been waiting for, and I can't be angry at them because they, they did give me what I wanted. I'm just like, is it a bit later than I expected? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's the only thing. I mean, thing. it's not yeah. good, but like to finally see that like, you know, this little kid decides that like there is a perfect answer for everything. Mm-hmm. And if he can't reason himself into a perfect answer, then he's just got to think harder until he gets there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have liked to have seen him kind of his grappling with and finding compromise, even in slight slight little bits along the way to see Eleanor be like, oh, well, this guy's really struggling and trying as well, just like I am. Yeah. Just, But like you said, there's not time for it. There's not time for it. Like, what else can we yeah. say? Even worse when Chidi is basically removed from the Soul Squad for the first half of this season. He is... Yes. So because yeah. he's had the memory wipe and he is off with the other... She's now one of the participants mm. of the experiment... They're all doing something that does not involve him. He gets like occasionally pushed into an episode for Eleanor to have a conversation with mm. him, to have her have a realization, yeah. just to include him. But like he's he can't participate with the rest of the story. No, what I find yeah. I think interesting about that is like I was like, oh, what an opportunity to really solidify and also grow those relationships between Jason, Tahani, and Eleanor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like that's the time because yeah. they don't have that. Because oftentimes the problem is you'll have 
Eleanor be like, oh my God, this is the problem. Mm-hmm. These are the factors. Cheaty, what's the solution? And he'll be like, nerd stuff. <laughs> this is the solution. She's like, oh, thank you. I love you for being a nerd. Yeah. And Tahani and Jason have nothing to do. They'll throw so in a gag I, in yeah, between. Yeah. So then- I only like that Cheaty wasn't going to be there. I was like, oh, Tahani and Jason, here is your moment to shine. And also bond with Eleanor, who mm-hmm. is without her partner and her mentor it's like losing Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi, right like this is the per- she has learned they've all learned from him theoretically but she can- didn't get that like no, that, that didn't, didn't happen, happen. Yeah. it didn't happen do you know what they did instead with it I would I argue know. that the separation of Eleanor and Chidi while this is one-sided did for the first time put a barrier in their relationship and made me at least care about Eleanor's feelings towards Chidi I a little agree, bit I agree totally yes. so yeah. we, we were having this discussion earlier Sean and I have sort of Rehearsed this conversation apparently. Rude, without me. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Um, you're at work. What are we going to do? The boys' club, I guess. <laughs> but one thing that I've sort of come to realize is part of the reason that the relationships in Mike Schur shows work is because there is a barrier between them to begin with that helps you to care about them. In the yeah. case, spoilers for Parks and Rec and for The Office. Slightly. You don't watch it. You're a fucking loser. Yeah, move on. But in the case of <laughs> Leslie and Ben, like one of my favorite. <laughs> couples on all of television agreed they obviously have chemistry which helps which is again something Eleanor and Chidi might not have but it's only bolstered by the fact that for a long time or for a reasonable amount of time they cannot do anything about it because of uh, their work life situation heartbreaking. heartbreak and makes you care yeah. same thing with Jim and Pam they have this you know they're in the office together there's obviously feelings but Pam's relationship and then then it goes back and forth for a long time this is even me only half watch the show uh, there's there are different barriers at different times. When Pam realizes she likes Jim, yeah. Jim is with somebody else at that time for a while. Yeah, it goes back and forth, but you've got that it can't happen problem. Mm. I, I believe it's called a will they, won't they. A will they, oh, won't they. There you go. The if I could coin Sean. a phrase mm. myself. Well said. Copyright Sean. <laughs> and for the first time, we kind of get a will they, won't they with these two. It was never a question. The, the show told us they love each other, but mm. there was nothing stopping them from being together once they both realized that, right? Mm. And so this is the first time that Eleanor's had legitimate feelings that we recognize and she can't do anything about it with him. And that helped me give a shit about Eleanor's feelings for Chidi for the yes. first time well, the things like what we, I think, all of us really enjoyed about the end of season three is that, well, yes, that montage slideshow that we were shown of their relationship was a fucking cheat. Mm-hmm. But what we all responded to was Kristen Bell's performance, reacting to one yeah. watching that and realizing that Cheaty is going away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we all have like this really emotional response to her performance because she's fucking great. And we do, I think, have an affection for the character of Eleanor. Yes. So yeah, I think yeah. it's a, such a smart choice not to continue to hammer home that these guys are like lovers. They, they love each other. They're obsessed with each other. They are soulmates because, you know. We didn't believe it. Constantly yeah. they're telling us that and we haven't believed it. But seeing Kristen Bell's performance as Eleanor yes. being heartbroken, yes. but knowing that she needs to do the right thing, that's the most important thing. Of course, that's going to like tick, tick, tick. You know, that's going to ring our bell. Yeah. And it did, I think. It's, it's, do you think this show was on purpose trying to not do a conventional emotional arc? Because no. the, whole, the, the whole like concept of this show is that what is time, really? Because they're jumping around all over the place. They're rebooting. They're taking thousands of Beremies to, to mm-hmm. do what they have to do. Janet is experiencing time on heaps of different levels. 
don't get me wrong, I don't think that this was their plan from the start. <laughs> but knowing knowing the weird like sci-fi concepts of the show, mm. once it's had a pretty bow on it, I can appreciate the moments where they were trying to do something maybe a little different. I don't think they were successful because I think they were building off things that were so successful in previous Mike Sure shows mm. that that's come to be the thing that we love. But in this one, yeah, I don't. I just don't. I don't think that they were brought to fruition as much as I would have liked them to be. I, I think if that's in there, it's by accident. I yeah. think it's it all happened because of what the sit what the plot mechanics were of memory wipes, memory wipes, memory wipes, restarts, restarts, restarts. That they just didn't have room to fit in properly. Yeah, I think it's like. Yeah, quite a few factors. I think that- otherwise they could you could have done an episode on that. Watchmen did an episode on that, and yeah. you could have a discussion <laughs> about nonlinear love if you wanted to. Yeah, um, and it didn't ever have that discussion. I think. No. Yeah. No. And I yeah, it, like the memory wipes are a huge detriment. But I also think like a big part of it, which we've mentioned before, is like casting and chemistry tests mm-hmm. are sometimes really important to have. Did you at any stage have you ever felt cheating, in Eleanor? At any point, the, did you do you feel more about them? The any stronger about them now than you? Episode. I think I see them more as like there's a real beautiful in the last episode, real beautiful friend vibe, mm. like really yeah. genuine, yeah. friend. Like, and me and you have been like, on this from the start. Like, yes. why couldn't they? Is there a something man wrong woman with? Can be friends. I'm really yeah. sad. Your yeah. idea honestly, from season three didn't happen. Yeah, honestly, when <laughs> yeah. like that, like last episode was happening, I didn't get any sexy vibes. But I was like. You know, I could see like you and I in that scene. You know what I mean? Like two friends spent like Lifetime so much time together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just been like you know, the one thing we've experienced life together. We love each other, mm. and isn't that enough? The one isn't moment where enough? I did like vibe. Okay, I can see Ooh. the chemistry they have here. Was when Chidi had walked through the door, and the one thing he left her was the beefcake calendar. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. He knows exactly what Eleanor likes. Like this. I is- mean, if Broad left me that, I'd be like, "Fucking what an ace present!" <laughs> like, That's fucking hilarious. Good on you. <laughs> yeah, but I th- I don't think Eleanor was looking at it in that way. No, but moment. I think like, but also Eleanor objectifies everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. Like, but did I think that was a hilarious <laughs> gag and also just beautiful? Like that broke my heart. I thought it was a beautiful yep. moment, and yep. I loved it. I did love that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it like I said in my spoiler-free review. It you know it will always be a factor that that couple didn't work for me, and yeah. the show really has doubled down on the importance of that. That's the problem. Yeah. I I really yeah. feel like uh, that finale, as bl- much as I love it, mm. there was a missed opportunity there to at some point say, "Hey, we've been together for eternity." I kind of want to try something else. Yeah. Simone's fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> she's yeah. hanging around. Maybe go- she's in the friendship group. Also, now. Like, talk about the idea of even like, what? Eleanor yeah. says to him, she's like, you know, if yes, I want to be with you for eternity, but if Frida Carlo's up there and she wants to make out with me, <laughs> you and I are going to have a conversation as if you wouldn't have an open relationship have in eternity in heaven. Yeah. Of course yeah. you would. And Why wouldn't you? I <laughs> wonder whether their comment they didn't want to suggest for a second that. Uh, monogamy wasn't something that could work mm. but like you could have that with Jason and Janet if you wanted to and let them be the forever monogamous how, couple how yeah. did because- everyone feel about Jason and Janet as a, a couple by the way uh, it's always been a little bit strange because mm. I don't I don't understand how anyone can feel anything except like yeah. frustration with Jason I, yeah, yeah I preferred it early on because I think one Jason's like 
before I realized that there wasn't going to be a lot of development there, mm. which is kind of mine a little bit. But early on, I was like, oh, you know, it's nice to have Jason, who is childlike, have this kind of, you know, not realizing that Janet isn't someone that he shouldn't be connected to, right? Because mm-hmm. he's so innocent. He's like, oh, I just think you're amazing. I think you're the most amazing person in the universe, which, spoiler alert, she is. <laughs> um, and also, like, she loves like his 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 zest, his positivity, the fact that she that he sees her as a girl. Yeah. Even yeah. though she's not a girl. Oh. Oh, that's nice. He's, he's like ultimately it, that made sense to me. Yeah, he's illogical in any way, which yeah. is really interesting. I, I, think I mean, Darcy towards, Carden just yeah. sells it. And also does it as the seasons go on, does it diminish? Absolutely. Like like that kind of oh, this could be something really amazing. It doesn't get there because Jason never evolves, which I think is yeah. really unfortunate. That was, but, yeah. that was the thing that um, disappointed me a little bit in the last episode because as the episode kicks off, we instantly like, okay, Jason, let's talk about Jason in this situation. And I was ready for it. I was like, I love mm. everything that's going here. He's the first one to walk through the door. That to me was like, Mm. Such a huge thing because he's Do you always think that been was slightly a choice to just like Jason's the least interesting person and we want to ramp up. Oh, oh it was totally. by like yeah. interest yeah. of like, writers' investment. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Let's just take him yeah. out. But um, it was very obvious. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I was loving all those moments, like right up until the end, and uh we said goodbye to Jason and that was all good. Mm-hmm. And then he came back later in the episode. And and I think we were discussing this before. I missed this conversation. Go on. To me, uh, it it really rubbed me the wrong way mm. because it because he was spent however like like a thousand years walking through the forest because he was trying to find his necklace which was in his pocket. No, he found the necklace. He just waited around for after that. I think. Okay, so yeah, so this is the, but he knew he could call Janet at any time. So why was he waiting there? Or he knew he could leave. Why was it waiting that You don't seem to his spot? brain doesn't function, right? <laughs> and I thought we got to a point where it was at least functioning a little bit that mm. he got the maturity to be like, okay, I can not exist now. Yeah. But what really bothered me about that ending bit is that when he finally does decide to walk through the doorway, he because uh, Cheaty's going at that moment, isn't he? Yeah. And he says, he's like, oh, Cheaty, wait up, wait up for yeah. me, which makes me go... Jason doesn't understand yeah, that exactly. he's no longer going to exist. Whereas yeah. before the scene before that, when he's there, he seems to understand this is the end. So when you say, hey, wait up for me, it makes you go, someone is letting this child kill themselves yeah. and they don't know that they're letting yeah. him kill themselves, which is fucked yeah. up. And could you could you remind me the little speech that Janet has where she says she experiences time yes. differently. Mm. Does that happen the, Dr. Second, yes. the mm. second time or the first time? First time. The first, first time. Well, then what is like, the point of having another moment with him later? Because don't let the idea that just because you experience all of time at once get in the way of people having an emotional moment. Again, Watchmen mm. has dealt with this. And because I've humans yeah, don't and I think experience we, 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 just can't, we cannot fathom it. Let's don't try to fathom it. If you do, your brain's going to break. Yeah. What? It's better just to accept that she can still ex- experience that emotion in the moment, even though it could not have been a surprise to her because she's experienced it all at once. Yeah. Just, it's just... So, nice. it was more for... That was more a Janet moment than a Jason moment. I think it was the... It was a. It was both. It was a Janet moment because Janet didn't get a lot of moments realistically, I don't think, in the mm. end. Jason moment because we did get to find out he was a monk. And as <laughs> Emily Vanderwerf did point out, and this is very interesting, 
She tweeted, I really appreciated the show finding a way to shoehorn Manny uh, Jacinto, I think that's his name, into the second half of the episode, a separate episode from the first half for union reasons, so he gets money for both episodes. So there was actually a, (laughs) it reminds me a little bit of something that happens in Mm. Cora season four, where they had the choice between making, budget-wise, making one less episode or Mm. making a god-awful clip show. They chose (laughs) to make the god-awful clip show because everyone got paid to do it and would have gone Mm. without pay if they just chosen to have less of it. And yeah, it's the worst episode of the series by a mile, but people would have been lesser off, right? Mm. Why don't they, they, expect why don't they have disclaimers like these in front of the episodes? Be- that would be lovely information. Because what know. happens is that the creators of Korra after the episode said, yeah, we know, guys, but this is yeah. why. And it's like, okay, I accept it for what it is but, And also yeah. they say that for people who are like on the internet going, why was this episode so bad? But there are some people that love that shit. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so you can't have it at the front of the episode because people are like, yeah. "Oh, well, now I immediately." Not like <laughs> me. Not like me with the the, the um, El Camino episode where I kept putting disclaimers at the top saying this is going to be a shit episode because oh, we didn't have. T- yeah, so, terrible. I thought terrible that was great. Thank you. You all. I was really enjoyed ep- that. No, it was yeah, actually exactly. a good episode. <laughs> yeah. I listen and back to it. That's why I brought it. Like every Tuesday, he's like, "Just so you know, guys, this isn't to our normal level. It's quite bad." And I was like, "I don't <laughs> think it's that bad." Was man. Liam sitting in there the whole time, being like, "Oh, jeez, I, <laughs> no, don't have a valuable opinion." But I did think that was a really interesting point about that. Yeah, he would have gone without his paycheck if he wasn't in that episode. And they found, I thought, a pretty. Mm. I, it was a fine yeah. way for me. I think. I, did, it, I think I would have enjoyed it more if when Janet said, "Oh, like a monk." He would have just been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Like, I want him to have actually, like, in yeah. when if he's left alone without nonsense around, he did spend like you know a couple of baramies or whatever, just chilling out, reflecting, being present, and be like, yes, he just needed quiet, yeah, just quiet. Because the the nice thing and about then that, he had a slight bit of intelligence. Yeah, but they <laughs> I couldn't even, couldn't give, even give him that. But yeah. I, maybe we may be. On the outer, Jason may be loved by many people. He found to be hilarious. Oh, and he we is. are just the exception yeah, to the is. rule here. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's maybe what it's I, an Australian thing. Do we have a different sensibility? Maybe, maybe people is that from Florida. Florida we like love Andy. Him. We like in Parks and Rec. He's yeah, but there's growth dumb. there and stuff. Yeah. And like you know that he has no room. well, he has an has attachment a, to people. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. and True. Andy has a good heart and often does things. For other people, it very rarely feels like Jason is doing anything that sort of doesn't benefit himself. Yeah. Not in a selfish Andy way. Andy is a beautiful but... golden retriever. Yeah. Jason is a broken robot bumping up against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was um the the fact that they tied into him being a monk there was interesting. That it was like pointed out in my research that like each of the cockroach squad sort of become what they thought they were in the first episode of The Good Place, which is Jason becomes a monk. Eleanor, she was put in there as a human rights lawyer who was rescuing people from death row, mm. which like, if you're going to think about things in that Girl. way. Girl! Girl! Oh, the ultimate death row. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tahini was a philanthropist who dedicated her life to making others better. Yes, she chose a job to be eternally I really like designing that things. As well. I like that too because- if it had been sort of Soul everyone walking bar. through. Yeah. Mm. And the moment when she gets the peacock bow tie from Michael, mm. just, oh, oh so good. chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Chidi, of course, like sort of orchestrated the whole thing and got to be the ultimate authority on moral philosophy. Mm. Even So when, okay, so in the episode where they're discussing uh, what is meant by the end of the book, 
and the guy interrupts and says, like, well, I wrote it. Actually, yes. it's this. Yeah. Is yes. that the actual yes. philosopher? Okay. I believe so. Cool. Oh, cool. I, I, I believe that's, that's true. true. That's nice. There's... They've talked about on like the Good Place, the podcast, and I stuff love like Chris that. and Bell telling you to shut up. That was really yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that they've been actually consulting real philosophers and stuff throughout. I believe the other woman who turns around and says something as well is also a real mm. philosopher. Yeah, yeah. Um, I maybe not the one they they the name they gave her. They might be talking about a, an older philosopher, like classic philosopher. Yeah, but I believe she is one as well. This, I think they've ch- put those people. I think there's a lot of that. There's like lots their of consultants are there totally. Yeah, but there's lots of. I mean, there's obviously Easter eggs and lots of little details and stuff they put in the finale that yep. you would, I mean, fan service, sure, but also sort of, you know, the, nice to this is reflect a thing back on the season. That happens well. a lot in. The leftovers get to mention. They constantly talk about how the leftovers and Lost was a yeah. massive influence <laughs> yeah. on the show on the podcast. Sorry, yeah. uh, No, this is a thing that is like common in a lot of finales. Anytime you see extras that are a little too in the foreground but mm-hmm. look like really ordinary people, yeah. it's, it's usually <laughs> the writers or the rest Hollywood. of it. Yeah. Oh, half the <laughs> demons are writers. Half the, the people who are demons at different stages yeah. are writers of the show. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, we're, we're going to start talking about the ending. We already asked Andy to talk about the ending. Before we get there, what did we think about the first half of the season really is the experiment? Mm. And first of all, just I did say this in my review, but we worried. Remember last season we said it was like it just kept moving. It could never find its place. It was mm-hmm. like it was always just setting up, setting up, setting up. And this one... It's just the experiment for seven episodes and then it's the aftermath yep. of the experiment. I really appreciate that structure this time around. What do we think of those experiment episodes? What so, do we think about sort of them being in charge of the good place, having these new four cockroaches yeah, or whatever you want to call I, them? I thought the concept off the bat was going to be interesting, but I'll be honest, and I'm not, I'm not the best with character names. I can't tell you a single name of... Any of the participants that were the new well, there's only two squad. ultimately because Simone was one of them, which we already knew, and um, and he was oh, so the lady turned out to be like um, so John was John Perez Hilton and Brent okay. and Brent yes yeah. yeah and again they were interesting concepts forced on characters that were ultimately so two dimensional. It felt mm. like any sort of growth on them was artificial. Did because- you feel that way about the Brent stuff? Because they put so much work into Brent. I know. And I actually quite like, liked the. Character. I definitely, I definitely vibe Brent like way more than John. Uh, and I no, I like both of them. I like oh, Jonathan interesting. too. Yeah. I think, yeah. So is it John or Jonathan? I think it's either John. Let's, well, ma- let's go, John. It, Maybe it might John. be John actually. Yeah. Um. So because I know that man, I know <laughs> that man, and yeah. I have had many conversations <laughs> with that man, and that man needs some fucking love. Yeah. He needs love. So I like just personally, I was like, oh, I, I get that. And I thought it was wonderful for Tahini. Tahini? Tahani. Tahani. You Fuck said Tahini up. and you've stuffed it, Sean. We've so all sorry. done it. Here oh, we have. God. I did it so many um, times in the first season, I believe. <laughs> yes, I remember that. So Tah- full circle, yeah. baby. <laughs> I loved Tahani for, to have someone who actually knows about her world, right? So, mm, yeah. like, John is kind of like um, Jason is to Eleanor. Like, Jason knows the dirtbag world, mm-hmm. but is fucking worse. And John knows Tahani's world, but is fucking worse. And so they have like, a, they can have conversations about the same thing, but in different ways, which sure. I quite enjoyed. Um, and honestly, like a lot of their banter, I understood. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it was about real housewives and like inside <laughs> jokes that I was like, Oh, yes, I got that reference, get that reference, get that reference, which was yeah. quite nice. Um, do I think 
it taught me more about Tahani. No, not necessarily. I did enjoy the humor. I enjoyed the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was a good foil for Tahani in a lot of ways. Um, Brent was probably more effective at challenging the group, I Definitely. think. Yeah. Um, it was great to have yeah. a really like, if you want to talk about the good place, the bad place, and like mm. they were all meant to be in the bad place, but so was all of humanity. And then yeah. what's, what's interesting about the, the bad place strategy in terms of who they sent them, half of them were just sent to make it difficult for them. And mm. Brent was really the one who was sent to go like, now try and make this piece of shit good. Like yeah. good luck to you. Yeah. And for me, that focus on him was really interesting because as a writer, you'd want to be like, well, maybe he learns a lesson Yeah, <laughs> And then you'd be like, well, no, he wouldn't. Yeah, he no, he, w- he would never take the blame because they don't. Yeah. They never take the blame. So how do you make that a thing? The answer is you can't. Yeah. Well, ultimately suggests that they, they can eventually. It's Though was- we do see, like he says, I'm sorry. Yes. Which yeah. gets him to what might have been maybe a zero or a plus one. Well, no, they said he was 1% worse than when he was. But if you look at that graph, he was progressively getting worse over time mm-hmm. yeah. until he had that massive spike at the end that saved him from being like 100% worse. Yes. Yeah. Like it could have been yeah. like negative yeah. crazy. Yeah. But instead, it was only negative yeah. one. It was. It was. So, nice. like, that thing is like what I was saying was like he can't be. He's never going to be what we like. Oh, and he learned his lesson. Yeah, because no. that's not true. Because then we see him at the end in that video, and he's still yeah, yeah. defending his position. Which is which is nice. That, terrible like, and hilarious. I, I like that they dip back into that the philosophy being like it doesn't matter how terrible you are as a person like this new philosophy is going to keep giving you a chance until you've worked hard enough to do it. Mm. Because yeah, Tahani's, the idea is that you get the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. and Tahani's parents had the same thing yep. uh, where they came back at the end, which again, loved the sentiment, did sort of felt like it came out of left field that they went, yep, we were wrong. We've evolved now because we've like doesn't been through the support, process. support, like they're not major characters. Doesn't, doesn't that they're just not, support They're not, and I don't want to see an episode about though? Tahani's mm. like parents either. I'll be honest, that actually choked me up. A little bit when yeah. Tahani was like, you know, with her sister hanging out, and then the parents come through the room and they're like, We are so sorry. And she's like, Oh, okay. Like that bit was like, Oh, that's nice. And then we see them all hanging out together. Yeah. And I was that like, was nice. choked up. And yeah. I was like, This is fucking I'm beautiful. Glad, I'm glad they pushed it further and we got to see. Some and it was of also that. great because, like, you know, that's what we think we're waiting for Tahani to realize that she is, you know, important. She's all this stuff. And how much we as viewers have attached that to her parents' opinion of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when her parents come through, I'm like, Oh, we do love you. We love you and your sister, all that stuff. You know, naturally our inclination is to be like, oh, well, now she's going to have that deep breath and move on. But that's not what happens. She like experiences that and it's lovely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then she's like, oh, I'm actually more than that. Mm -hmm. That is great. That's such a wonderful foundation and I appreciate that. But there's actually more, like there's more within me. There's more that I want out of life, existence, whatever. I was like, that's quite Satisfying. That, that was not like the, what they did to sort of round out to Hani there. Um, and the fact that she was hanging out with her sister a lot, like almost to imply mm. that maybe Tahani's soulmate was actually her, her sister, sister the whole yeah. time. And they finally that, reached that's her that BFF. point. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, mm. And yeah, they're all things that I would have liked. Oh, I would have just loved like a little, little bit more of that because it was really tasty, but the serving was just a bit small. So this was something we were discussing earlier. You had a real problem with the finale that you felt it was all very rushed that... 
you yeah. wanted this to have been stretched out over a longer period of time. I I would have liked uh, just ju- just because like the first half to me felt a completely different pace to say the last three episodes. Sure, and I think that's always going to happen in a final season. Mm-hmm. But um, with something like The Office, for example, where uh, we were talking about this earlier too, how the concept of the last season, The Office, is introduced in the first episode where they sort of break the fourth wall and say, and draw attention to the fact that, oh, yeah, there's a mockumentary, but it's a documentary. We're being filmed. We're introducing the people who are filming us. And then that ties into the show within the show wrapping up. So it's got a really nice, consistent sort of message throughout the whole thing. Whereas this one felt like we started in a place, didn't work, quick, last minute, cheaty, think of something to save us then it becomes something completely different. And I know that there was like, there was a little bit of groundwork being laid into the fact that like, okay, we thought this was the solution. It didn't turn out to be that. But I thought they could have spent a little less time on that and just expanding out to let it breathe a little bit more. So just to refresh my memory, what was the original solution of a medium place? Is that what you're doing? Well, it was, oh yeah. Okay. So I, I forgot about that, how there yeah. was a whole episode where they were literally throwing out ideas, mm. but the whole, the, the whole, um, the new people in the neighborhood and trying to see like, okay, oh, can we recreate this, yeah. um, show that they are good people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, once we got to the end of it, I did enjoy those episodes for sure, mm. but the amount of time they spend on, it, I felt like they, that could have been condensed down. The, the, yeah. See the that's, episode that's where they I disagree only because we've, my biggest criticism was always we move on too quickly from those things. I do understand what you're saying about how much happens, especially in the last three, four, five episodes. Yeah, a lot does happen. But yeah. my, I think you said this to me, you felt like there should have been more. And I said to you at the time, well, that's how they should leave you wanting more, right? Mm, and you said, yeah. well, that's a different feeling. And I understand yeah. that you just felt like it was undercooked or there wasn't enough... Yeah, they didn't go far enough for yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. But for me, I was like, this show needed to end. It ended in such a beautiful place. Yes, we don't spend as much time in the real good place as we could have. We could have had a whole season about that second last episode. The idea of arriving in the real good place, yeah. finding out everybody there are fucking zombies, and then figuring out a problem, how to fix that, yeah. could have been a whole season of that. Yeah. But that's not what this show needed anymore. It needed to end. It needed to have something to say in my fuck does it have something to yeah, say and totally. that was the beauty of it for me it was like it was it, it, it's always conceptually so big you could go further with it but it was crystallizing the entire mm. thesis of the four seasons into these last couple of episodes to the point where i was very moved by them like yeah and i and i feel exactly the same way do you what do you feel about example if maybe some of the concepts in this season had of leaked over a bit previous into the third season, which had some pacing issues. I don't... I think the third season is too overstuffed. I don't think it, it could have gone back there. They need to simplify what they did in season three, if anything. But I, I do look back at season three now and realise that all of... What they've done very well is when they get... I want to talk to you about the answers this show comes up with. Mm. 
one of the big answers is what they do with the new system, right? Yeah. And what's very, very smart about that new system is it incorporates everything we've done every step of the way. Mm. In terms of having people in these simulations where they're tested, in terms of ha- talking about how what they did on Earth is too complex, but we can use that as a baseline score. How talking about how even the people they left behind were better off once they were given a chance because they were given compassion and love, which they didn't have before. Everything, every single element comes into play into that system. Yeah. And that, while season three is the worst season for me by a mile, at least went made me go, well, it legitimizes why that had to be there this mm. way. Why why we had to go back to Earth. Because if we didn't go back to Earth, we wouldn't have had those realizations about the system, about why it was so bad. And mm. what ultimately the show was about, which That's was true. Yeah. like it I don't think you can take anything out of season three. If anything you can't put anything else into season three. No, so you would have sense. to swap some stuff. It would just sure. have to be... I, I don't... I'm totally happy You that could just like... The only... Yeah, the thing you could do is like just elongate a little bit. Just give a bit more breathing room. But yeah. everything in there is like good and necessary. I think like what the what we were really struggling with was the pace. That's it. it and that's all my coming comments come down to. I think everything that was quickly. in there was important and necessary. Yeah. The pacing... Could it like just... Personally, yeah. could have flowed a little bit more. And also, to not me. knowing where we were going once again, yeah, it really takes it. like this ending to recontextualize. Oh, we didn't yeah. know where we were going. Of course, we felt that way, and I think it's a natural way to feel. About yeah, and three. I was, I was worried. I was like, how, how can you possibly decide on a definitive answer on how the afterlife should run when it's mm. the question that has plagued mankind for all of existence, yeah. and somehow it does and gives us a really <laughs> good answer. Even to the point, like I in a Michael Scherzer god, in a Michael Scherzer, so funny. Well, just the just the moment, and like it's such a funny. If God exists, God, he's fucking laughing. Yeah, he's <laughs> laughing his tits up. It's um, it's such a. She has tits. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Sorry, God. Um, it's such a like great thing that while we don't get to see like like what happens when they walk through the door, what does happen is that they imply that. Okay, the concentrated goodness from someone floats back down to earth and inspires goodness in mm. something else. Even if everything Eleanor had worked up to, saving humanity, like changing herself, like being probably the most positive force in the universe up until that point, led to a guy taking the mail out of his trash and giving it to the actual person. And it was just a Trader Joe's card. Mm. But <laughs> it made someone so happy and also made the dude feel more happy. It's like, okay, now the universe is cycling positivity to a point that maybe the good place won't even need to exist anymore because Earth will literally become the most positive place it can be. And that to me... That the makes fact me that rock hard. Right? Right? I love that that led to Ted Danson getting the final line as yeah. well. Yeah, what do we think about that final line? Well, first I was mm. like, oh, wait, no, the show's doing that thing where it references a joke that was so far back I completely forgot about <laughs> it. <laughs> And then I remembered, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Because he would, because how does he introduce, he says, like, I'm going to give you some, like, like a piece of wisdom from. I can't remember. I can't, but it, it almost feels for a moment that he's going to, like, let the ball drop and, like, sure. launch into mm. a big existential speech. Yeah. And then when he just says that, it's like, oh, that's nice. It just speaks to, like, so Michael's whole thing is that he, for the time that we've known him, has been so fascinated by the minutia, of, well, what we consider minutia of being a human. And so one thing he really enjoys is those kind of 
really dumb, sometimes fucked up things that humans do. Yeah. And so for him, for Eleanor to save him in a way and give him that opportunity to be a human. And yeah, we finish on, he gets that such a minutia, yeah. that card, <laughs> yeah. Michael Real Man or whatever the fuck yeah. his last name is. <laughs> what? Is Was it, it Michael Real Man? Real Man? I believe it's Michael uh-huh. Real Man. It's something like that. that. Um, and he reads and he's like, oh, that is great. And he just, you know, enjoys saying, take it sleazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take it sleazy. Yeah. Ah, because we're all morons. Humans are idiots. It's all a, a messy, messy waste of time, but also like the best time. Yeah. And it, well, like it, that's what Michael's embodying. Yeah. yeah. It is the time and it is all the time you've got. Mm-hmm. And endings are important. So make the most of the time you have. Yes. Uh, we'll get back to that in a minute. In terms of the answers the show gives, and I'm talking about like the the answer to what the the afterlife system should be. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. we like that system? Does it make yes. sense yeah. to you? Yes. And I'm I again like I, I <laughs> when I think about the previous episodes we've recorded, I've noticeably gotten more cynical about like not only the show but just mm. things in general, but just because like. I think it's just repetition of watching things. You know, you see patterns and you see Mm -hmm. how good things can be. Mm -hmm. So you get disappointed when they don't reach full potential. Um, I was worried about this show because I had seen that it didn't always stick the landing on a lot of points. Mm -hmm. So when it did, I was just, it it felt really good. Mm. Yeah. No criticisms of that system? I mean, I am not a philosophy major. I haven't study theology i don't know it seemed like it was it was pretty sound yeah logically to me the, the, but yeah. the two areas you can tell me what's wrong about the, no, it. The, two, the two areas <laughs> are always nerd. just make me raise my eyebrow is one they talk about this idea of this like so what you, i think timothy oliphant is the one that says it is like <laughs> Tim, so like, can we just draw attention to the, the timothy oliphant that was great that was a 10 gallon of man in a five gallon hat no, and that was 50 gallon of man 50 10 gallon hat that, yeah. that like props to the riders because at that point i was getting to fatigue of just like jokes just like exposition of okay this is what we're going to do we're oh. coming up with it on spot we're all like sitting around sure. thinking talking having timothy oliphant just interrupting like, and in oh, a really obvious way but like Almost as if he'd been hired by them to like question to be able to like sure. him to deliver information. Anyway, uh, oh, just on that note, <laughs> mm. I actually think this is the most I've ever I've liked. Jen, the judge, was this. Yeah, season. Yeah, you didn't like Jen. I've always loved Jen. Yeah, I've always I loved. Still Jen. love Jen. I, I know think she's yeah. hilarious. I feel like Maya Rudolph over the course of three seasons has sort mm. of like got that to a place where it's like all good. Um, no, I really. No, liked I think it, she did that from day dot. Disagree. Sure. Yeah, you're an idiot, Brad. Go on. Uh, <laughs> the the point he asks is like, what happens if people are getting their memories wiped continuously? Well, how do they retain any of the stuff they're doing it? Mm. And Eleanor's answer is like, well, they keep on to a vague, vague sense memory. of it. Yeah. It's like, like, and she smiles like like a voice in your head. And I was like, what are you talking about? Why oh, why is I, that? Why is that a yeah. part of this system? This vague. Back in your back of your head consciousness thing. That's not reliable. I do remember having sense. a little problem with that line too. I think that needs Wait, to be part of it. What, what was it? What were you saying? The answer is that once you come out of your test, right, mm-hmm. you're going to be evaluated by the architects, like they mm-hmm. were doing with Brenton. They see mm-hmm. at the end and saying yeah. this is what you did wrong, and then you're going to have your memory wiped and you do it again. And Timmy Felifon's like, well, what happens? Mm. How does that work? Yeah, you have being reset. Yeah. And her thing is like, well, you re- retain a vague sense mm-hmm. of what you learned. Like a voice in your head. Yeah. Which is like... Because it is talking about Because like I think like we all have that voice when we're about to do something wrong, right? That goes, 
we've done something similar to this before. Don't do that. But our greater nature sometimes goes, now nah, fuck it, is do that, it. Wait, nah, is that it, a forward so foreshadowing to what happens when you walk through the door? That is almost like the little voice in your head telling no, you to be good. I think it's more they would need some way to make this memory wipe thing fit, which is what would happen to mm. the cockroaches. And so it's no, a part I of the system. No, I think not because I don't like... You know, it's they're not making it so conscious. Like, they know about the consequences, all of that stuff. It's saying that, like, you know, yes, you have this voice. You now have this voice in your head because you've had the experience being like, I don't think that's a good idea. But is your nature still telling, overriding you? Be like, nah, fucking do it. No, nah, just fucking do it. And so, like, slowly, like, that voice, I assume, the more that you maybe do a right thing and that choice maybe not later but at that choice that voice will get louder and so you'll slowly is at the point, yeah. at the point where, where you've got this di- this sort of disim- this voice in your head that's not really you but it's kind of you it Why is not- you it's absolutely you but it, they, they can't be conscious of it right they have no actual recollection of memory of that experience I- right so at what point can't you just implant a voice in your head that says, hey, do the right thing, this is what it is, and your nature either responds to that or not? Why does it have to be learnt over countless reboots? Like, I, think, the, I find it a little bit messy. I think, I think the more that you right, make the right choice, the voice would get more prominent, right? I think Damask like, definitely is nailing what the show wants that idea to Yeah, be. I understand you're what it wants. Like, don't believe I'm it. saying it just seems a little was... bit like, once you're talking about... It's it's the least specific part of the test, right? She, it's the bit that relies the most on believing in like this semi like idea. There's something just in there, in essence, you got to listen to more rather than actually learning from your experiences by learning from your experiences. The way right? she says it, right. it's the like she's recalling. Yeah, yeah. It's the lack of it's the lack of awareness that an individual actually has about making mm. the choice for the right reasons, rather than just a voice going, "Hey, that's a bad." Idea. Yeah, and it just becomes mm. so ethereal that why not just implant them in their yeah. head and well, go? Well, I think it's, it's to curb to the, those people who understand the consequences can be manipulative and figure out the system of making the right choices, right? I, I think it's got more to do with we've got to reinforce why we had these people reboot them, rebooted over eight hundred times, and why that made them grow, why that made Eleanor a better person by being re- rebooted through the good place eight hundred times. Yeah, like that's what it's mm. about. It's about using what's in the show, um, and I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm just saying it's the little part of the test that's the vaguest, yeah. and therefore the one that can be poked at but holes she, the most. What is she referencing? Because the way she says that line, she says like it in a whimsical way and looks off like she's done before when she's remembering something that. I think it's before. a conversation they've had before at some stage about what consciousness is or what knowing what the right thing mm. is is like. Okay. What where morality feels like. Yeah. Um the other bit I thought was just a little bit not super well defined is what the whether the demons would really be on board with this system. Because mm. just because they by, by nature of being demons have like I understand the concept that they've been doing the same thing for a long time. Mm. Um and that they get bored of that, but boy, mm-hmm. it's a big departure to go from yeah. flattening penises to going to <laughs> pretending to be I human think, beings. I think what the show poses about demons and anyone who's not a demon, for example, the judge, mm-hmm. is that they've almost lived so much place, time yeah. that they literally don't give a fuck about much. Like they do what they what feels good, mm-hmm. but also they can be swayed at any point because they're like, eh, it's something new. Who gives a fuck? They're not like mm-hmm. humans who have ideals for Sean is probably the closest thing to that because he is like quite stoic that things should be the way that they are and even he gets changed to a certain degree because I guess they've just had so much time with it being like that that it they're just 
It's why the ultimate takeaways of the show is that doing anything forever is the worst exactly is is the worst and is unsustainable. Yeah, which is why I was worried about where the show was going to take the actual good place, and I thought, okay, when they get there, is it just going to be great and wonderful and that? But then I've I've thought about that when I think about the concept in general is that, um, and they found a solution for that, which I wasn't expecting. But the ultimate solution is just that you stop existing. Yeah. Which is the other bit I love about this. It's like the ultimate takeaway from this for anybody should be the good place, afterlife probably doesn't exist. And even if it does, it would be terrible the way it is. It would have to have an ending just like your life is like you're going to be, which is that you just stop existing. Well, the meta- So like a wave, enjoy that time at the top because eventually you go- Yeah, and I think the metaphor- The the universe. Yeah. And the- the metaphor that the show is ultimately going for is that you are the goodness that you leave in the world. So, the goodness that you impart to other people during your time mm-hmm. here is what is going to live on after you mm. cease to exist. And they do that in like a literal way at the end where they show like the moment happening. But I think that is almost a commentary on like just what people should be doing in general on Earth. Mm. There, there. I think there are a lot of concepts and ideas in here that... That that people have been watching the show are going to leave with that I love. Number one is when Chidi is talking to Michael in his flashback to when he was going to have his memory wiped for the for the experiment. Mm-hmm. Life isn't a puzzle that can that can be solved one time and it's done. You wake up every day and you solve it again. Mm-hmm. Terribly inefficient, says Michael. <laughs> I think is a perfect summation of how we should approach life. Because one thing I talk about with my patients a lot is that we're all looking for that solution that's just going to fix it and it's mm-hmm. fixed. Does not exist. Every day brings new challenges. Sometimes you're going to be on top of things. Sometimes you're not. And you've got to be constantly working at it. My least favorite thing in the world is doing fucking dishes because I do them and they're going to be there again tomorrow. But if you... As your housemate, I know that's true. But if you just get frustrated about the idea that you have to do dishes again tomorrow, you're never going to be happy. You have to accept that that's just part of life. You've got to keep Mm. doing the work. I think that's what's so frustrating and hard to reckon with is that like we're all so obsessed with story. Which has a beginning, middle, and an yeah. end. Like that is yeah, so true. part of our nature to attach to that idea. Yeah. But in real, life, it, that in real life, it doesn't exist. Yeah. It it has yeah. never existed. Yeah. The idea of an ending because it they it just goes on and on and on yeah. and on and what a privilege. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 is. Yeah. But yeah, this idea of like. Bam, one thing, one solution, one happy ending. Like, yeah, it's Doesn't not really real. And yet Which all is, of culture tells us that it's possible. That's kind of why... <laughs> and I, important. It's why yeah. I wish your idea about Chidi and Eleanor had, had mm. been true. But even if they had to make them a romantic pairing, once they got to the good place and they had time, mm. maybe... Their relationship doesn't last more than a couple of Jeremy Beremies, and then they need, then they both go off and have other relationships with yeah. other people, like, and it's fine, yeah. and that it's fine, yeah. and that things just do mm. end okay, eventually, and you move on, and you start and have new beginnings. Because every feeling that we've ever had has never lasted forever. Nothing and lasts, and it never forever. will. Because that is yeah. again, we come back to the idea that nothing, anything that lasts forever, eventually becomes terrible. Mm. That's not true, and that endings are important. Heck, they give things meaning. It's why life is important because you have that knowledge that one day you're going to die and it makes you sad, but also makes it good. It's what makes, it's what gives life meaning. And even that I said in my review, it not just exemplifies why endings in stories are important, it embodies the idea that endings are necessary. Mm -hmm. 
I love that about this mm-hmm. show. I love that the ending of this show is all about endings mm-hmm. and why they need to exist. Yeah. Yeah. And it justifies its own ending at season four. And it hopefully makes you reflect on the death is sad, yes, mm-hmm. but it's also what makes life special and that you should appreciate mm-hmm. life more because of it. But also, well. like, and with within all those endings, like we were saying before, like, things are still going on, right? So we see Eleanor, her energy pass on. Mm-hmm. We see Michael, Janet, you know, will continue on forever. Tahani's got plenty of time. Like, things are continuing, but like, you're the brief time that you're here, you change things, make them better. Things go on. It's all good. Take it sleazy. <laughs> That's it's so interesting that the highest concepts of human contemplation are in the same space as a show that finishes with the final line, take it sleazy. Where like the, one of the characters' ongoing jokes is just farting. Like, yeah. this fucking sitcom is just casually contemplating the nature of <laughs> yeah. life and death alongside fart jokes and falls and, yep. like, shit yeah. like this. Like, it's mm-hmm. remarkable yep. that it works at all. Because, like, and that totally relieves any air of pretentiousness that otherwise a show like this might have yeah. if it was just a straight-up drama, otherwise for example. It, it would feel perhaps un- impenetrable yep. to mm. some yep. people. But it's not. It's just talking about the things that we all experience, which is what the fuck are we doing what is happening? I'm scared. Are you scared? Okay, cool. We're all scared. How do we be together in what life is? Yeah. Yay. Um, if the good place does exist, the idea that it is just time, time enough time is mm. beautiful as well. There is the one thing I think as human yeah. beings we always feel like there's not enough of. Yeah. And that if there was paradise, it would be just the time that you need for as long as you want to How get everything. How calming a thought yeah. that You is. want to do mm. with the people you want to do it with. And then after, once you feel like you're done, then you move on. That yeah. idea that that's what the good place is, yeah. is about as the best notion I've ever heard of yes. what that could possibly be. Because yeah. otherwise, and eternity sounds awful. Yeah, mm. exactly. And something that like I hadn't considered. Yeah, even, right. And no, even considered either. the show to mm. touch on. So... It's they have literally found like up until this point it was like oh yeah the good place that's as as good as we can think up of what happens yeah. when you die mm. and they went one step further and went okay then that's not realistic like what about this and it's mm. like oh that's that is the good that place. is the <laughs> that good place you mean I can yeah. choose when to be like oh that's that's everything that's everything I could ever yep. want um even if it's most simplest kind of ideation that's yep. all I yeah. could ever want. <gasps> Oh, I can I can go now. Yeah. Fuck yes. Yeah. Mm. And just finally, before we get to final thoughts, the 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 idea of like life being a wave, right? Like you were part of the ocean for a while. Your atoms, the things that made you form to make you you, this conscious being for a while, and then you descend back down into the ocean, and then you re and then those atoms scatter to reform as other waves and other things, maybe yeah. not for a long time. And like just that idea of like putting your place in the universe. And there's a very calming notion to that idea, I think. Sometimes Those I think... Buddhists, am I right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> they get it. That's they a, do. That is a beautiful uh, monologue by Chidi in that moment. I really like mm-hmm. that. I think sometimes I can life can feel scary because I think as much as we try to connect with other people, you can never ever be in somebody anybody else's head, right? Mm. Yeah. There's this just genuine aloneness you feel at times that like... You, you feel your own consciousness, but you can't feel anybody else's. Yeah. Um, Imagine if everyone else looks like green lizards, but I just see everyone as pinky, fleshy blobs. Sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? But just the idea that like, there's a calming <laughs> idea that, you know, I will live yeah. and then I will pass. Mm. And that 
but those atoms will form to make consciousnesses in other people. Mm. And yeah. like they're all, all of us are just, you know, time is the and idea just, of the universe. Know that the ex- people that expands. you love external to yourself are like, you know, continue. It, it always continues. But even the idea that, like, we're getting really philosophical here. <laughs> like, if the universe came from nothing, expands, and then comes back together, mm. and then theoretically that cycle just continues, you are eventually, every uh, atom in the universe mm. is, your, is conscious at some from point. something else. Yeah. There's a, there's a beautiful mm. poem we are all by the, um, same person. the guy, it's the person who wrote it, I'm, I'm not remembering their name, but it's called Get a Physicist to Speak at Your Funeral Rather Than a Priest. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever get the chance to look it up mm. it's beautiful and touches on all that things about how well, energy yeah, can never truly die like atoms mm. like move on to different things it's like so. you know when I left Christianity and being like oh you know and having that feeling of like oh well if it means nothing then it means nothing like if there isn't a greater power and all that kind of stuff I'm like it's kind of just special enough to have been created yeah. from such randomness yeah. and be connected to you know things that I cannot understand that are so far away from me, but absolutely we're connected. We started from one point and all that stuff. We just don't need all the silly rules. Mm-hmm. Like that's special yeah, enough for me. Like just right. to be, why does it need to just get so to be included? Why is that not wondrous? Just to be yeah. included in the universe. Yeah. How special is that? Yeah. yeah. Any last words? Final thoughts. That's why you always leave a note. Do we have any? Final thoughts, any side notes? I've got a bunch. Yeah. I would, do? Let's I would, go These are just them. like nice little points that I... Uh, shout out to Mary Steenbergen, who is the yeah. g- guitar teacher oh. teaching Ted Dance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love. His actual wife. His actual mm-hmm. wife, who is just a delight. Absolutely. <laughs> everything. Um, Nick Offerman slash Ron Swanson, if it's taking place in the know. same I universe. Had, I was like, like <laughs> when's the, like, the context clue going to be like... I've got to hang out with my wife Megan or whatever it yeah, might have yeah, been. Yeah. Like when I was like, it could be either. Yeah. yeah, he um, he looks a bit trendier than Ron Swanson. He generally does. Like well, and to, he's got like the full beard, which tells me that it's Nick and yeah. not yeah. Ron. Yeah. Also, I just saw him on an interview and he looked exactly like that. So there you go. <laughs> there you be go. A bit more inclined. Mm. But also, who wouldn't want to learn like woodcraft from him? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you call it. Actually, just on the note of that, how do we think this compares to Parks and Rec's? Final season. Final oh, I think Parks and Rec should have ended before the season that it did, and sure. I guess, I'm guessing Agreed. that that was it the had intention. Multiple well, was, perfect endings. There was, yes, yeah. the, it was a specific moment in yeah towards in that previous season of Parks and Rec that I was like, oh, I didn't realize they were finishing the show, and I yeah. started crying. I was like, oh my god, yeah. what a perfect ending! Yeah, and then it wasn't then it the on. ending, <laughs> and, and it went the on. The thing that Parks yeah. and Rec did. That I think the good place did way better. Was at the end, mm. it went. It's okay. Look at all the characters you love. Eventually, they got exactly what they wanted. They all got perfect, happy endings, and we're just going to time jump until they get to that point. Yeah, wrap a bow on it, and that's the end. And that to me, like, left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth because I'm like, but that's not, life's not like that. Like yes. we, the reason we like these and characters, and that's also not is what this, Parks and Rec was either. No, it wasn't, and it, it felt really that. against yeah. the show because. They never got exactly what they wanted, but it was about what they learned or what they mm. got instead well, of that. It, it goes, it's the absolute opposite of what this show says, which is when you get everything you want, you turn to a fucking zombie, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Getting everything you want is not what life is. Mm. And if it was, exactly. it would suck. Mm. Yeah. It's like, it's this yeah. show is the next step and goes, this well, actually. Like you would, yeah. you know, you. You experience all the, the bad and the sad yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah. like as 
you know, Chidi says at the end, it's like, you know, nothing was bad though, really. It was all good. Because yeah. we were together and we experienced it and that's lovely. Like, yes, you know, it is bad and it is sad and all that stuff. But like, yeah. it's not really because we got to experience it. Yeah. And that's lovely. That's um, I love the way the final episode is shot as well. There's Me, some really yeah. some very floaty on steady cam a lot. Going to so, the actual locations as opposed oh, to green screening. Yeah. Oh, um, great. Having, so, having been to both Athens and Paris, it was lovely to they, spend some time there. Yeah, mm. seeing that like Paris shot, like I've stood in that I've spot. That's an actual, there. yeah. Mm. Um, but like oh, just such a good choice on how to spend budget. Yeah, God, it made those scenes like so much more so special, emotionally yeah. impactful. The way they'd move from Eleanor's, like they were all one shot. I'm pretty sure where they yep. move. I think she went to Michael's office. Yeah, they opened the door and opened the door and, into yeah. their apartment, which is the apartment. Eleanor's apartment from season one, but without mm-hmm. the clowns. Interesting that they go back to that. Yeah, seeing it was designed to torture. Again, this is where it's like. Well, she makes that service. decision. Yeah. At towards, I think the end of season three, yeah. she's like, "No, I want to go back." There, there is. Yeah. I remember that specific line where she talks about wanting that house. Yeah. yeah, sure. And then floating back, and all of a sudden, we're in fucking Athens, and yeah. we're in Athens. It was pretty incredible the way that worked. Yeah. Um, six feet under par is actually a great title for a book. Bad Janet's line. Middle-aged American male fragility. You know why they're called baby boomers, right? Because one little prick to their ego and boom, they become babies. Love that line. Perfect. Uh, we hope our early successes make up for the embarrassing mess that we've become. <laughs> like Facebook that. or America. America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the very cool yeah. bad place reveal moment reversal where they bring Cheedy and Brent into the office and then she's like, this is the bad place. And they do the camera zoom in on Michael and Eleanor uh, and they yeah. both do the <laughs> demon laugh. It's like, ah, yeah, you figured out. It's yeah. like, that's a cool way to do that one more time. Yeah, That was very, very cool. Let Eleanor yeah. be a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, they mention, they're talking about when Michael's arguing for the good place um, and that people should be allowed to be retested, that no one's really that bad. They go, you know, that's six people. You wouldn't friend- send all of the friends to the bad place. Well, you would Chandler and Phoebe <laughs> and Rachel. And, oh and the one is like, but not Phoebe. But not Phoebe. But not Phoebe. And then Lisa Goudreau. Lisa there. <laughs> yeah. was there. I thought it was pretty uh, amazing. But also an accurate assessment of friends. Totally. And also it is nice to see. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. No, I've been apparently like, watching some friends lately. and It's awful. Oh, it's such a shame. Yeah. According <laughs> to everything goes bad with time, apparently. Yeah. Uh, according to the Good Place, the podcast, they didn't know they were casting Lisa Kudrow in that role when they wrote mm, that line, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, was this the first good Australian accent in the show? Uh, Chidi's like mentor or whatever you want to call it, he's showing his thesis to, was a guy who actually had a real legitimate normal Australian accent. Was he not Australian? I think he was, yes. But they, but they actually didn't make him like hammer oh, it up too much. I mean, it was... Slightly overly Australian, but it was. It, was but it, it wasn't bad. Wasn't Even bad. regular Australians talking in Hollywood things Sound tend off. to amp, yeah. amp it up a little bit. I think. And he was doing that. It just wasn't to the nth no. degree. I believe they were also That's drinking nice. what looked like Cooper's sparkling ale. When really? uh, Chi was having a drink in the apartment, it's not exactly the At same. At least they weren't drinking Foster's. That's yeah. what I mean. I was like, I yeah. felt like maybe this was a tiny little apology for the bullshit they were doing in the first in season three. Mm. Um, I could definitely do with one of those ring pops that allow you to fully understand the meaning of Twin Peaks. Love that. Oh my yes, god, I love that. <laughs> I have just been watching through the entirety of Twin Peaks, so Good that luck. really tickled Good luck, me. Good luck, sir. Uh, I would have killed for a vaccine. Any fans, vaccines. It's crazy that you guys just don't like them now. <laughs> just don't like them. Uh, one final thing. Uh, uh, cameo we didn't get. I was really sad. We didn't ever see Trevor again. 
was oh, expecting yeah. he would show up at some stage. <laughs> played by Adam Scott. Adam Scott's yeah. character, mm. Trevor. Yeah. yeah. I was expecting just one more time. Least favourite and favourite episode, Damask. What was your least favourite episode of the season? I am going to go with episode 11. Mondays, am I right? Um, sure. So, it's the one where Michael's introducing, like, you know, the way that they're going to set up what's happening and mm-hmm. that the... You know, the evil dudes can come in and help design it and all that cool stuff, which is, I actually don't mind that particularly part of it. And I love, what's her name? Vicky. Vicky. I really enjoy Vicky quite yeah. She was lot. really good Same. in this, in this episode. Yeah. Very funny. What bothered me was like, so we've already had Chidi have this great big revelation, and then we're back in the uh, the bog, the monotony, mm, the yeah. boringness of Chidi being like. Yeah, of Chidi being like, oh, I've read her, I've read her book, and now I'm all of a sudden like insecure that she won't like me forever. Of course, she won't like you forever, because that's not what's going to happen. I don't believe it for a second that she'd be interested for you forever. But even just say I did. If you're gonna bring up that, then you need to bring me a real solution, and their solution is simply. No, she will. She'll definitely like you forever. That's the solution. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, yeah, no, she yeah. definitely will. Is the solution is that that's the solution you think that the show practically gives you because they never fall out of love? Is yeah, that the problem? It's yeah. like because yeah. he because he's you know saying all that stuff to Jason. Jason's like, oh well, you just said that to me, so then it must be true. I was like, no. <laughs> it's like, <that's, laughs> yeah. like you didn't actually tell me why she wouldn't lose interest in you. Cheaty as yeah. a person coming yeah. from her, Eleanor as a person. Especially for eternity. I really yeah. do feel like they could have just just yeah. broken up for a while, but go on a break or That's even fine. just have an uh, open relationship. Just anything to or make that make sense. maybe you don't need romantic leads in even, every show. Oh, that's yeah. the other or option. Or just like yeah. don't even bring up that in episode 11 when we've got a couple episodes to go, like when we've already had this great thing where Cheaty's like more comfortable in himself, yep. more attractive to Eleanor as well as me, a viewer. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe now that he's reached that kind of stage in his brain with all the kind of infusion of memories okay this makes more sense and then to do that again i was like why are we going backwards at this point yeah it did feel like yeah. it was stalling as we're heading yeah. in a very yeah so i've full got because it was a great season so i've got to go with that one i think sure what my, about you bro my least favorite episode was episode four tinker taylor demon spy oh hard disagree <laughs> no i don't think i don't think it's a bad it's episode mm. But I felt like that whole plot line could be removed and he wouldn't lose much. It's sort of like it's manufactured drama that doesn't push the bigger ideas forward and ignores the bigger themes for the most part. It's just them going, oh, do we trust Michael or not? I'm not sure. We don't. Oh, it was Janet the whole time that was really the imposter. Now we need to go on this sidetrack mission to the bad place It like... Didn't do a whole I lot loved for it. me. No, no, I, I love loved them episodes, all like but- being insular, hanging out together, being like, fuck, what do we do? There's a problem. Sure. Eleanor not trusting Michael. I loved that. Um, what else did I love in that episode? I don't know. I just love them like being friends, trying to figure shit out. And I also thought that maybe that was the beginning of Jason at the time. Jason being like, oh, he's smarter than what we thought he sure. like the, his great value is really knowing people and seeing people kind of like almost like a Xander thing like but super dumb being like <laughs> you know I just sit back and like kind of take note of things and sometimes that's going to come in handy which it did then it doesn't really go anywhere but at that moment I was like awesome it also ends with ends with Jason being like 
You know who Sean is. Sean is a bully. I'm going to go to the bad place. I'm going to punch, punch him, him in the mouth, mouth which I loved. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, this is what I want from Jason. Fuck yeah. So yep. that's why I really enjoyed episode four. Um, so hard to scream on that one. Yeah, I usually love bottle episodes. This one just didn't do it for me. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Shawnee. Yes, I needed to go last because I needed to remember like which episodes were which. And it was like... And you know what? I, I 100% agree with everything that Damask just said about the episode. But that is the one... That I probably like while I was watching it felt the most worried about mm. because it did throw me back to a bit like okay we it, this is off track a little bit and I'm feeling nervous that they're not that they're running out of time mm-hmm. trap up things and while the moments in this I really enjoy as moments mm. it didn't feel to me like it was servicing the the end goal and I w- and that was exactly the point where I was yeah. Just getting worried that they weren't on track enough for, to have a satisfying ending, which they ultimately did. So now that when I go back and watch it, I'm sure I won't have a problem with it. What was your favourite episode, Damask? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with the final episode mm-hmm. whenever you're ready. Mm. Just because without such a brilliant ending, I think my opinion of the show would be different. Um, I very very impressed and i think we've spoken to great length as to why i would be impressed by it but you know we've got this high concept show but this sitcom format and a lot of the time well much of the time i was um unsure of whether or not it was going to pay off and Mm -hmm. i think yeah when i was talking about season three i was saying Sometimes the promise feels greater than what we actually get. So we'll get to an end of an episode and be like, oh, cool, we're going to a new, cool new place. We'd get there and it wouldn't be satisfying. And the next episode, same thing. Oh, cool, maybe we're going to a new, cool new place next episode. And then it mm. wouldn't quite meet my expectations. This being the ultimate end absolutely reached my expectations and that was very, very satisfying. Yeah. So I've got, I've got to pick that one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the last episode. I said mm. I've been thinking about it ever since it happened. Yeah. I also want to give an honorable mention to episode nine, The Answer, which while it might be too little too late for some people on getting cheaty around, I was emotional at the end of the episode. I was like, wow, that was a fucking great episode of television that went a long way mm. to doing things for me. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, my personal pick for this is episode 12, Paddy which is when mm. the cockroaches go to the real good place for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael is going to be the architect. Uh, they present with this problem about how the afterlife is actually awful because eternity sucks. And just the whole, A, getting there and getting to that moment at the end where it finally feels like everything is solved just felt really emotional to me. They've been working so hard to get their reward mm. and to feel that peace was really, I very much felt that. But also it just spoke to me philosophically so much. And I was like, if the final takeaway from this show is just that you should appreciate that that endings give life meaning, that Mm. death is a good, not a bad, and that you should appreciate life more because that because ending and death gives things, gives meaning and definition. Then I was just like, that's a brilliant message to leave people with. I just felt very emotional about how they presented that Beautiful idea that I wholeheartedly believe uh, and and just personally, it meant a lot to me. Mm. Sean. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the finale as well, especially because the- This shocks me because not more than a few hours ago, you were telling me how you were disappointed with the ending. Well, you know you know what? Um, the uh, 
this is like all my negative points that I might have talked about here come from a place of enjoying it so much that there are, and I'm not a TV writer, I know this shit, but <laughs> part points where I feel like I've, like, oh, if, if only maybe they'd done this, it would have been even better and I could have been even, mm. but you know what, I sh- I, maybe I should just be happy with like the way things roll out sometimes. Uh, but um, just the overall fact that the concept of the ending and how they pulled it off was so emotionally satisfying. It made sense in the entire trajectory of the mm. show. Mm. It came to a place where I had no idea how they were going to end it. And to be honest, was a little worried by the Patty episode mm-hmm. in the fact that they got to the good place. It sucks. And I was thinking, don't con- con- confuse it more. What are you doing? You've got one episode left. Guys, like to wrap, a- wrap it up. But ultimately, they knew what they were doing because it led to them making it even better. And I felt like we- while I d- did mention that, like, I thought some of the characters send offs, like, it could have been a little better. I was really satisfied for the most part in them. Mm-hmm. And it, like Damas said, it contextualized the whole show to a point where now I'll go back and watch it, having full faith that it's getting to a point that has a shit ton of meaning mm-hmm. and feel all the better for it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to a rewatch. Uh, so we can't talk about theories, hopes, concerns. There's no. nothing to be theorized, hoped, or concerned about. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, <laughs> I do want to ask you, do you have any particular highlights or moments from the entire series run that you will look back on and look forward to experiencing again? I've got, just to give you some time, I really enjoy Jeremy Barramy. Just the idea of Jeremy Barramy <laughs> yeah. was a highlight. The, the calendar, so when you get a shot of the calendar and it's got weird yes, gaps like, and symbols in it that you can't possibly comprehend. And just the, the reveal of that high, whole idea and it's such a, a strange mm. comedic beat, but it just, it like I said, it's very and Doctor And Cheney's like a brain exploding yeah. at the dot. Yeah, this is, yeah. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Janet and Michael, the episode Janet and Michael mm-hmm. yeah. um, from season... Two, it must be. Um, really love the episode at the time. The original twist reveal at the end of season one will just go down as yep. one of those great moments in television history. Yep. Mm. Uh, going to the bad place for the first time was very cool as well. <laughs> and then just any, like that whole episode where they're rebooting Janet, just the whole idea of her pleading for her life and that <laughs> oh idea of that fail safe. That, that yeah. will be the funniest moment of the show, oh, I think. For so me. funny. And just like cemented <laughs> yeah. um, Darcy Carden as like, that, uh, forced to be reckoned with. That was the moment as well that made me think. Because when she first came on scene, I was like, okay, it's the robot assistant. Exactly. Like she's going to be mm. very one note the whole time. And how much they explored her was just like... And because I didn't I didn't ask for it, mm-hmm. I thought I knew what the character was and was fine with it. And they yeah. gave me so much. That was the biggest... Yeah. Can I just say recently I've been re-listening to all of the back catalog my favorite podcast of all time which is womp it up which is like kind of an improv podcast sure um and darcy carden is one episode and i re listened to it very recently and she's fucking amazing (laughs) she's so funny she plays a young child street urchin and it's just it's <laughs> fuck it, it's so so funny. So that podcast is one put up if you guys want to, to that. It's very, very good. There was a little moment actually I loved in again in episode twelve where our Janet met another good place Janet. Mm. And that good place and the bit where she's like, 
uh, she's talking about how they do some or do the wave, and she's like, "It's lame when they do it, but it's cool when I do it." So I think, and just, but, <laughs> but, but also just seeing the difference between how far Janet's come because she was just yeah. playing it like her original Good Place Janet, and it was I don't know seeing her play those two versions and knowing the difference, the subtleties there that made them different was really the, cool. The, the, the episode where she plays literally every cast member. Oh yeah, that well. one. That's Janet, um, pretty pretty good moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any highlights for you guys that you can remember? I mean, I think something that made me sit up straight in my chair as it did a lot of people was simply the twist at the end of season one. Yeah. yeah. Being like, oh, oh, this is something else. Yeah. This is something to be excited about. Where are we going? Um, yeah, that, that was a big moment that stuck in my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. The, just how the show took that moment, surprised me about it, and then continuously went, I thought, well, where are they going to go from here? Mm-hmm. That's they've exhausted their good ideas, and they just kept like, kept putting out good ideas, kept laying the groundwork. Did they do it like bang on time every time? No, but I think that's just a testament to you. Like, nothing's ever going to be perfect, mm-hmm. but it all led to just like a really as perfect a concept for a start to finish show as I think you could get. Mm. What do you think the legacy of the show is going to be long term? Huge. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, pretty important. I, th- I think it's going to be a lot of TV nerds that really attach to it. And I also think it helps that there's only four seasons. Yes. Which yeah. is I think that's very good for it to be re-looked at, explored. To be seen with integrity and being like, okay, all right. So Ended they had its own, terms. its own mission. Yeah. They were able to complete that story, um, tight writing generally. Mm. Yeah. I think it's going to be like a full on show that TV enthusiasts and nerds love. I think high school philosophy teachers are going to love it. As oh, a reference yeah. point, yes, this will be like pres- today. We're learning about Socrates and like the idea. <laughs> and it's like let's just go. Here's an ethics class yeah. for you. Just pop on a couple episodes of The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Such a like for a for a sitcom to do this and almost infiltrate such deep thinking into it mm. is it is such an achievement. Mm-hmm. And to get like so deeply sci-fi in a show that's presented just as a twenty-two minute like laughathon. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's awesome. Yeah. This show Westworld wishes it was there. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. Without an ounce of pretentiousness in it at any point. Also That's part of what makes yeah. it so amazing, I think. Like it wasn't perfect. Far from it, I think the show. It was clunky at times even, overstuffed with ideas. It didn't always have time for the calm in sitcom or room for uh, our characters to breathe, mm. but it was new, ambitious as hell, fresh, surprising, unique, occasionally beautiful, super dorky, and added <laughs> Up to some of the, uh, up to more than the sum of its parts. I think. I think mm. overall, yep. I look back on it now, complete with its ending, and go, mm. "This was something really special." Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. I, I've just found like this little thing that was from my season two review sure. of the Good Place. But I think it's from uh, Collider.com, written by Adam Chitwood, and the article is called "Why the Good Place is the Best TV Show You're Not Watching." And just this first little few sentences really speaks what we're talking about. It says, so many shows are trying to be the next Breaking Bad or the next Game of Thrones or even the next Lost, but few come close to touching the greatness of those series by just being themselves. Mm -hmm. And this show has absolutely been itself. Yeah. And it's fucking pulled it off. Yeah. And I think it's going to be super fucking important moving forward in conversations about television. Yeah. 
Mm. Even, even just the and fact even just like that sitcoms in television, yeah. what they can be. Like, yeah. I haven't uh, seen this before. How exciting how is that? How you can use that format that we mm-hmm. all recognize yeah. to a different great elevate. Effect. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting as well that like I think there's a there's a trend lately that's been like oh yes, intense drama with like horrible situations people going through terrible situations mm-hmm. are what people are interested in like mm. you're breaking bad and sopranos and um the game of thrones mm-hmm. for the point it's like yeah traumatic t- uh, horrifying events are what like motivate people motivate people Capital to keep watching D drama yeah mm-hmm. um even just like the the big boom in like people getting like way more into true crime now i think mm-hmm. that's something that people are latching onto for a show to waltz in and be like no, we're all about positivity. Positivity is like the point that we're driving home. Like mm. try to be a better person, try to be good without coming across as preachy at any point. And it's literally just being about like sort of more fulfilled as a yeah. person. Well, what was the last peak TV outright comedy? Peak TV Yeah, You know how people talk yeah. about peak TV, best, you know, yeah. TV at the and moment. What is a peak TV comedy, outright comedy? Not a dark comedy like Barry or whatever. No, well, outright comedy. Can and see, like, there's an argument that it's the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, that's and not the, peak TV. And the thing about well, absurd. it's extremely uh, of the time and it's popular, but yes. it's not peak TV. Peak TV comedy. You, some would argue yeah. maybe Always Sunny, Community, mm-hmm. uh, Arrested Community. Development. I think is a good community. one. Arrest Development. Yeah. Um, there's stuff out there. Mm. But nothing, none of that is ambitious in this way. No. No. Yeah. Like so I'm not talking about like our be... big ones, like yeah, our Breaking Bads and our kind of like people that really are looking at it in like a studying like TV theory yes, mode. Yes, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, this is a show that I can see being taught like or discussed like Buffy sort of was in college or yeah. universities for two different reasons, both as a way of doing comedy and television and as a... Yeah. thesis on life like yeah. <laughs> I think well that's and that's maybe it why it was a bit of a bumpy ride because it was such a trailblazing show there's no doubt about it the ambition yeah. of it is the when it was at its weakest it was because it was overly ambitious yeah it was trying to do too much with the time and the and the the framework it had yeah but that also made what made it special yeah yes. and it's like it's going to be the thing it's going to be remembered for um and so we've got to give it points for that. So my final thought to you, and I just want out of your gut oh, this reaction, yeah. is if you had to give this series a score out of five stars, what would you give it? We've talked about this before, how something can be, mm. maybe we only score seasons of four and a four and a half, but they're a five-star show. I'm not saying this is a five-star show. Mm. I want your gut reaction, what you think this was out of five. I, I think series, what we rate a series can be different to what we rate individual episodes. Yeah. It doesn't always add up to... I, I am saying that this is a five-star show. You've given this... Four stars <laughs> every season. And, and now you're that, like, it's a five-star Take star that show. across the board. How about that? You know what? I throw because in the when house, I, <laughs> that is, but that just, is But because, just talking, but that comes I've, just after we were talking about it in yep. like such grand sense. <laughs> and and you, then you immediately go to show and be like, well, what are you thinking about this show? Of course he's going to be like, uh, five-star five show. You, five did, show. This, you <laughs> did this whole thing to just catch me out in the moment, didn't you? <laughs> no, but the reason being is because... Uh, when I when I give my rating for the seasons in there, I go I do try to like listen to my gut reaction and mm. look. It's on me that a lot of the points didn't hit as much because I wasn't having faith in where they were taking things. I thought they weren't spending enough time in certain places. Yada yada. That's you could also say that those not true, entirely but- on you. Like their job is to make a satisfying season no. of television yeah. and sometimes it wasn't that satisfying nah, that's fault. true that's <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah to look at it as 
a whole and to and I think that takes like okay putting the good moments against the not so good moments and there's just so many more good moments and right. like the Sean, fact you're full that of the- shit. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to give it a 4 4 and a half. I think I really enjoyed it. And I want to put this in context. I don't think Breaking Bad is a five-star show. Yeah. Um, mm. But I think this is a really good show. And I think what it's doing is really fucking interesting and challenging and not something that I ever conceived of anyone doing before. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. Yeah. But there were some really rocky moments yes, in were. it. So I think, yeah, a 4 or 4.5 for this show. I'm pretty comfortable sitting yeah. in that. I, yeah. I would give it a 4. Yeah. As much as I love this season, I think the ending mm. is great and even helps to recontextualize and improve mm. the show overall. I think four stars, you know, excellent. Mm. Groundbreaking, ambitious stuff. Also, there were some bad days in there. <laughs> in and let's season not forget three, where all I was of Jason. Struggling. We can't forget yeah, all of Jason. Yeah, you can't just wipe Jason yeah. off. Yeah. He was a core a part of the cast. He's a huge part of it. One-sixth of our core cast yeah. and he was pretty... Terrible for most of it. <laughs> this is this this is how powerful the concept of the show is. That after talking about that and feeling like so pumped up about, it, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Experiencing yeah. this show as like someone who's just a fan of like mm. TV writing in general, like yeah, fuck yeah. How do they succeed with this? It made me. It makes me forget about I things as integral the as fact the core characters that you gave to f- five stars. Tells me how easily you would be brought into a cult. <laughs> 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 So we would just like give you so much positive vibes, then ask you, hey, want to sign this contract? And you give us all of your property rights this in a second. <laughs> Why? You, so got, you listeners- got any good leads? Sean, Sean is an easy mark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll give you his details online yeah, soon. You but can it's, track like, down it's, there. it's everything that we talked about. How mm. this, that I don't, after finishing it, I realized, well, I was watching a different show to what I thought I was watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's characters taking a backseat to mm. something that the show poses is maybe like more important to talk about. And don't get me wrong. Like I, if, if you can make the characters better, do it. so much better because <laughs> yeah. like, cause he's done it in previous shows and mm. he's done more successful character mm-hmm. relations, but it's, it, it's mainly what the show achieved and the fact that it didn't burn itself out either by overdoing the amount of seasons, which Mark Schur has also done. Definitely. Mm. Um, it's a shame they couldn't jettison Jason like Brad. What's his name? The character from season two, one and two of... It's not Brad. It's... I love that we can't remember Mike. his name. Mike Brandanowitz. Mike yes. Brandanowitz. Brandana quits. Whatever. Mark. 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 Yeah. He See, didn't even so forgettable. didn't even get in the finale. Well, you, it took me longer because you gave me Brad to Sorry. start <laughs> up with. I'm like, what this, this Brad? Brandanowitz was in <laughs> there. It was not that far off. What this show is, and it doesn't go a good analogy to my five-star rating, but like, it's like <laughs> it's like a... it's What do you call them? Olympic runner, jumper, flipper, Athletic? lander. This analogy is terrible uh, already. <laughs> athletes? Yeah. Maybe it's an athlete. They're, sure. they're like... Went off, like they sprung off the little springboard thing, did like a couple of clumsy flips on the air, landed. Oh, well, that oh, landing gymnast. was really good. Yeah, okay. Like they an did acrobat? another. They did another gymnast. flip. They're like, whoa, they're going to fuck it up. What the fuck are they doing? And then they land perfectly. And you're just like, mm. whoa, I mean, like. You thought they, yeah. they fuck, were fucking up a double axle because you couldn't yeah. believe that anyone could do a triple axle exactly. and then they landed it. Exactly. And then they shit when they landed. I believe they that's did. a callback to a previous episode that you guys did. 
Oh, we were talking about how Game of Thrones <laughs> oh, yeah. terrible ending <laughs> shat the landing. Yeah. No, but I thought Broke it did its like leg yeah. and then like yeah. <laughs> shit itself. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much for listening to this Yay. episode of Hunting Seasons. You can find more of what we do via our website, huntingseasonspodcast.com. Our logo and design work comes from Sean Kirkpatrick, aka at Shawnee Boy Draws. Our theme song and bumpers from Lucas Heil of Birthday Loyalty Club. Find links to their work in our show notes. You can also find myself, Broderick Gordis, on Twitter at bgordis, B-G-O-R-D-E-S, Damask. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at maskymu, M-A-S-K-Y-M-O-O. Shawnee, could you just remind people the name of your comic is and where to find it? Yeah, sure. The new one I've got out is called Baddies. And if you just jump on my Instagram, it's going to be, it's the like few latest posts there. Shawnee Boy Draws. At Shawnee Boy Draws. You don't say the at, guys. People know. I don't know if people know. Draws. I don't want to get confused. <laughs> uh, it's Sean. like people who say www at the start. Uh, it's http double backslash backslash colon. Thank you, Sean. Thank you so much for coming on for this episode and for the entire season. I'm a little emotional. Our journey is over. We'll have to find something else again in the future to talk about. Maybe when you've Watch the goddamn office. We can talk about that. We've got, we've got people lined up. And that up can go to for that. years. So that'll be like an eight person cast, like <laughs> shouting at Broad. <laughs> what if I come in and I hate it? Wouldn't that be great? Well, you are. It's no, too but built it's up gonna now. It's going to be like the good place. You're going to start being like, well, actually, classic Broad. And then by the end, you'll be like, it's changed my life. <laughs> it's changed how I viewed existence. That's what's going to happen. Next, sums up perfectly. <laughs> Next episode, we'll be back to discuss BoJack Horseman Season 6 Part 2. Yes! But now leave that. It is crazy to me that two shows, and if you're in Australia, two shows on Netflix have ended at exactly the same time. Mm. Both shows that are really talking about whether bad people can be good. Yeah. Like insane, very different approaches, mind you. Very different attitudes. If you, if the good place is all about positivity, well, Bojack Horseman is not. Uh, but man, I'm looking forward to talking about that next week. Me too. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. We will see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. 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 B